Welcome to the Something Something Experience Podcast, Episode 60. I'm Michael John Simpson. Kitty Brown is off this week. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash something2xp. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. And if you sign up for the free trial using the URL audibletrial.com slash something2xp, it won't cost you anything extra, and they'll give us a little something in return. Help us out, won't you? Our guest is graphic designer and co-host of the Resting Geek Face podcast, Ashley Flowers. My wife, Danny, joined in as well. We chatted about Star Wars, representation in media, nerd culture, altruism, weather, and photography. We are made of star stuff. Here's episode 60 of the Something Something Experience. Yeah, I like this place. All right. It's, it's, it's worked out really well. The breed is really reasonable, and the the sound, you know, you sometimes we get a little bleed through from bands rehearsing, but it's just like, it's a studio space, and it's centrally located, so people don't want to drive all the way up to Valencia can drive, right. you know, it's... And it's not hardwood floors. Like, my right. host and I are recording in my apartment, which has mm. hardwood floors, and I never realized what that sounded like until I started listening to the podcast, and I'm like, that's what that sound yeah, is, yeah, yeah, and I'm tr- I've been trying to, like troubleshoot how yeah. to fix it you can put you can put you can put down a blanket on the floor another thing you can do is um temporarily it seems kind of um low rent maybe but you can get uh broomsticks or stands and put them up and put a blanket up over you to make like a wall barrier thing around you like a like a, bl- a wall of blanket oh, around she you. would love that if yeah we like did. a blanket for it if you can i basically just started setting up the podcast like that and she'd come over to record and there's just a blanket for it what, what's your podcast I, I, um resting geek face resting geek face yeah that's cool what, what kind of stuff do you guys talk about well, we have done five episodes at this point. Awesome. Um, so we're still trying to figure out what a podcast, like what it is to record a podcast. Sure, sure. It's like when you, like the instructions, like last night I made a, a little banquet pot pie because mm-hmm, I am the mm-hmm. classiest of ladies. <laughs> um, just like di- recently divorced dad food. Nice, um, nice. Hot dog soup and all that. Yeah. And... <laughs> Um, it said, like, the instructions were like, bake it and then let it stand. And I'm like, we're at the let stand portion of, like, developing a podcast. Nice. It's like, don't touch it yet. No, it's, it's still, still too hot to still, and still eat and gooey. enjoy. It's still a bit gooey. might burn the roof of your yeah, mouth. Yeah, but soon, <laughs> soon it will be totally delightful. Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, cool. But we, t- we, like, each week we kind of pick a theme and we talk about, like... Like, our very first podcast was, like, theme music, and so we talked about, like, John Williams, like, like composers, and then we've talked about, like, the worst environments, like, the most deadly environments that we could think of in, like, fan geeky things. Like, I was, like, the sand snakes, the sand plant, and Beetlejuice is the most awful, terrifying, worst, like, case scenario for me. The the, the dunes of Arrakis, or or the... uh, I hate sand and desert. Like, it's... For me, it's... Not going to Burning Man ever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, I am just not... It's weird, like, cause I'm interested in it because I, I want, I think I'm gonna go camping. Uh-huh. Oh, hey, you know, I like camping naked people and drugs too. I just don't, <laughs> I just don't desert. Yeah, I so. went to the Grand Canyon this summer to go camping and like do the Grand Canyon or whatever, and it was, Cause I'm from Kansas and we don't have just like desert. Like no. we have rolling. Oh, I, I'm from Colorado, yeah. so I'm I was what I was Kansas ad- adjacent Denver. Oh, okay. So Kansas. you're just we drove through Kansas many a time on our way somewhere. Sometimes to on our way to swing up to Nebraska. We yeah. went to McConaughey a few times, and then my 
stepdad's brother lives in Lamar, which is in the very, very southeastern corner, very tip of Colorado, right, Got very it. close to the Kansas-Oklahoma border right down there. So I lived in Salina for several oh, yeah. years, yeah, and yeah. so that drive from, because I would go to Denver a lot because Salina's boring, yeah. and that drive from Salina to Denver is about six, five six, and a half-ish uh, yeah, hour, yeah. depending on how much of a hurry sure, or sure. enthusiasm you have to get out of Kansas. And it is just the worst. Like, oh, it is, yeah. like, that drive and the drive on the five from L.A. to San Francisco are pretty much the same yeah. levels of awful yeah, in yeah, my mind. Yeah. Just, oh, yeah, the gap of Rohan. Yeah. Except, well, at least, <laughs> at least in, <laughs> that's what we call the, the drive up five up north up near, you know, on the way to Kauschwitz. Um, but the, uh, <laughs> feel free to laugh out I'm loud. Sorry, I just, <laughs> Sorry. What? I have a terrible laugh and I like Oh no you don't. It's glorious. I, Let it ring out for all to hear. Well, I have a lot of friends who are comedians and so like when they record things like I you literally have to laugh. like like muffle myself or like I like I hold my nose and stuff when it gets really bad. Um, the uh, the Greg Proops uh, smartest man in the world podcast. Yes, have a cookie dear. Danny's here by the way. Hi. <laughs> um Greg Proops, the last episode of Smartest Man in the World that he put up was recorded at Bar Lubitsch, and we were there. It was like a couple weeks oh. ago. We were there, and you can hear me. It's between me and Kyle <laughs> Clark. You can hear Kyle, because he's running sound for Greg that night, filling in for his usual guy who's in, you know, South America or, or uh, Central America, somewhere with uh, Todd Glass there on their honeymoon. Uh-huh. So, um, but... Uh, um, so Kyle was filling in for him, and Kyle has a very distinctive laugh because you hear him on the Nerdist, and you hear him mm-hmm. wherever. And so between him and then me in the front right, we just w- wind up sitting in the front row. Honest, we did not try to sit in the front row. We got finally they opened up the back room, and I got Danny, and we both finished with the bathroom, and we went and went. Oh, there's nowhere to sit but right up front. So w- you can hear my laugh way a lot in the podcast. For a while, I was helping produce a show that kind of just takes place at a different venue every month, and sure, it was always sure. just like a random warehouse mm-hmm. in the arts district or something. Something. Yeah. And one night I had a friend come to it and she's like, I couldn't find it, but then I heard your laugh and I just followed your laugh. <laughs> yeah. To got, and then I found I found the room the show was in. She's I was got like, Ashdar. Yeah, Ashdar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor per- I pity the people who have Ashdar. Like, <laughs> I sense I sense a presence. A presence I've not felt since <laughs> oh. Sorry, I'm kind of See, still in yep, Star Wars mode. Yep, yep, right? yep, yep. We just saw that this morning and, and I have one word. Exhilarating. If I had a, I'm trying to think of what my word would be. Um, I answered in all emojis. Yeah, yeah. Danny posted all in all emojis, <laughs> like a whole wall of emojis, followed by zipper mouth, zipper mouth, zipper mouth, zipper mouth, zipper mouth. I mean, I am really pleased with. I felt. It was very lady friendly, which oh, the Star Wars question. like I have quite like sometimes I have feelings about. Yes. So like lady friendly. Yes. Like Well, I just posted we were watching the the original four, five, and six trilogy over the week over this week in prep for this. And I posted a picture from from uh, Return of the Jedi of Mon Mothma on uh, on Instagram mm-hmm. and said Mon Mothma, the only other woman in the galaxy. <laughs> Basically, but, but there were women pilots, or as Danny would call them, pilots. Yes, uh, as everyone should call them. Women everywhere, people of color everywhere, mm-hmm. short people, large people, skinny people, all different kinds. But you know, just Greg, what's his name? Greg? Yeah, Greg. Uh, Heroes, Greg. Yes. Full, full range of, of rainbow, a pantheon of, of. All the of things. All the things. All of the and things. And just so gloriously, seamlessly, as it should be. Mm-hmm. Like, 
real life, like the world. Like, like as, as like the world should Walking work. down the street in a city yeah. where not everybody looks the same and not everybody speaks the same language. Right. And everybody's all various different sizes, shapes, and colors, and, 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 and sexes, and whatevers. And vagina face. And vagina face. Oh, yeah. 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 Nienna was in that. Um, and it was just... I was thinking after I saw it, I like I did like a mental like recap of like the year because you had like Imperator Furiosa and yes, you had like yes, Jessica Jones this yes, year and we've had like yes. just like a whole a whole legion of just like Agent Carter and like f- f- the first season was last January and now uh, they're yeah, getting a second yeah, season yeah, like it's just yeah. been an excellent year. This for, has been a good year for, for women for for bringing women into everything. Yeah, and female fandom. I mean, it, it really it really people. I think the fandom world really took up. I mean. Teenage girls have been getting into sci-fi stuff yeah. a lot. Yeah. And it's like the conversation yeah, we had, we this, had yeah. right after the podcast with, with Virginia yeah. at, at your apartment. And and that 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 and it made what you said, what you guys both said, made me really think about what my position was on that and my observ- what my observation was ha- had been. But my observation was only through the lens of Doctor Who. Right. And it was more of I then went and realized and went back and looked at some old things from around that time period, the two thousand five through two thousand nine type time period. And 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 girls were rather publicly Comic-Con and just all coming in fandom. And I think rather than it being a backlash, or not a backlash, but a product of Doctor Who being more, Doctor Who was a product of women being more in fandom. So Moffat was just, um, and I don't want to say catering to it, but he was definitely answering the call, definitely paying attention. Right. And I was thinking about that the other day, like not that specific thing but like my opinion on the 11th doctor Mm -hmm. because it's sort of not changed like i still think he's fantastic but he was such a like like a fan service doctor now i feel like now like we have all of these extra people in the Mm -hmm. doctor who fandom Mm -hmm. and so now we get to like say like okay here's what it's supposed to be like we got you in with a flashy flappy hair and now we're back to avuncular old alien avuncular not interested in romance doctor that we had before yeah and I think that's okay. Um, you know, I don't think the Doctor needs to be a romantic figure necessarily, but I mean, romantic it, in the way that any space cowboy is romantic, sure, like exactly, like exactly like a Han Solo, yeah. like a like a um, like a, a what is it? Lone What's Star. It? It's a <laughs> the knight. There's a word for it in literature. The knight. It's oh, not, the White Knight, or, or the like the, a knight expectant, or, the, or and, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. some. I know what you're talking about. And I don't was, remember the yeah, term. Yeah, it's a it's a term, and I was actually because I was reading it the other day, and I was like, oh, the knight expectant, or the knight uh, anticipant, or whatever, or, or the, triungulant, or whatever it is. But yeah, it's something unt. Yes, the knight something. The knight something. And yeah. I was like, yes, this is Here's all this person all poised, television. poised to save the universe, and yes. he doesn't know it yet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think that like I like that character. The knight reluctant? No. Right. Well, there is the reluctant hero. I know what you're I, talking about. I though. have it written down somewhere. It's, like it's just like super deep in notes that I can't go through. It's anyway. a classic literature term. Yeah, that, yeah. That's a, it was a, a like the wandering thing. knights of medieval literature. Right. Like they would come right. into town right. and like solve a problem, and then they would leave town and go the tru- to the next town. The troubadour with a sword in his yeah. guitar case or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. So yeah, but Doctor Who, but yeah, you, the the whole thing of like female Errant. fan, the night yes. errands, the night errands, the night errands, expectant. What is it? <laughs> 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 we were there. We were close. It started with an E and ended with an NT. So, um, but yeah, yeah, and 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 seeing, yeah, we've had 
I completely agree with you that this has been a glorious year for content creators opening the field right. wide. I mean, for not just like arms wide, but all the way bent around back right. behind or take the doors off the hinges really of, of this is for everybody. Everybody's welcome. And if you don't like it, you're just going to get left behind. There's right. no more apologizing. There's no more arguing with, right. with MRAs. There's no, none of that. Now it's just, you're passe. You're, if you're so, so dead set on white, cis, straight male heroes, you're, you're obsolete. Right. It's like, thank you for it's, choosing the side of history you would like to fall on. We've had that for 10,000 or, you know, the tens of thousands of years. Time for something different. It's yeah. time for, it's fine, time for everybody to get a shot. You know, we've got two different women running for president now. We've got, um, you know, a, a rainbow of people of color and everything yeah, yeah. running for president. It's not just two white dudes anymore, yeah. you know, and, and there's a lot of different things in the world. Yeah, yeah. Jessica Jones, I have to say, and I'm going to have to see Force Awakens again, but I've been saying all along that this year, my favorite fandom thing has been Jessica Jones. It was Mad Max and then Jessica Jones came along and that that kind of supplanted that and maybe it's because of proximity or or you know currency time you know time being close in time but then now Star Wars is definitely right in front of me so I uh I mean I think like Jessica like okay so I have like the like I love the Marvel Cinematic Universe mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not because it's perfect in every single way no. but because of what it's created like it's st- storytelling across like all of the mediums you can tell stories which I think is beautiful and what we have been working for, to towards as artists for what we've since needed. we sure. started making art sure um and so the fact that Jessica Jones and like Tony Stark are in mm-hmm. the same universe and like Jessica Jones was such a beautiful dark noir style storytelling and then you have like such the like formulaic like this is an Avengers movie right. storytelling but it's through the same universe and like they can reference each other like I had a friend yeah. like I had the like the best like push my nose up and like go into well, professor actually, mode yeah. um, <laughs> moment because my friend texted me while she was watching Jessica Jones who was not someone I would have expected to watch Jessica Jones like at all mm-hmm. but she texted mm-hmm. me she's like why are they talking about Tony Stark and the Hulk like why are they referencing this and I was like well Actually, <laughs> Jessica Jones is part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and so the events taking place in Jessica Jones are taking place after the events in New York, and I felt really Hell's Kitchen, yeah, and, yeah, and they even referenced Daredevil. Yeah, Daredevil. There's a nice reference in there um, with, uh, and so like I, if because to me, like I am so like love watching everything happen in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, I forget that there are people who still don't understand that these are all actually happening the in the same... Concurrently, right, right, right. And I think what's great about that is, like, now Star Wars is doing, like, the three-episode movies, mm-hmm. and then they have, like, Rogue mm-hmm. One. So they're just, like, we have... Rogue One comes out next year? Yeah. And then... And they're then gonna do... There's off, a Han Solo movie. Uh, there's a Han Solo origin movie, I think, coming out in 20, 2018, I think. I think it's, like... Yeah, I, I, I looked at the schedule recently and I don't remember yeah. it. But yeah, Rogue One is, I think, the next Star Wars movie. And, like, the power that, like, the, uh, the what they're doing now, where they, like, just flesh out these universes. And, like, Harry Potter, now we have, like, yeah, Fantastic Beasts Fantastic and Where to Beast. Find Them. We saw the trailer for that and that just looks so great. It took, I was so, like, 
amped up on seeing the Fantastic Beasts and where to try like because I'd watch it like a billion times mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and then seeing it on the big, the screen, big screen and yeah. then like hearing like the sound of the spells yes, like like gave me like, yeah, yeah like yeah, the whole yeah, like yeah 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 because like Harry Potter has always been my like gateway fandom oh, sure sure and sure. so like for, like I was just like <laughs> do you think that do you think Harry Potter was one of the fandoms that helped the teenage girl uh, attraction to to because time wise it's definitely concurrent if not causal. I think it... Or was it just yet another one, one in the list of things that, that helped? It made reading super fun, so it enabled, like, all of these, like, YA store like, people to see the value of, like, YA literature. Sure, And so sure. then, like, after Harry Potter, you had, like, I'm gonna mess this up because I know there are way more of them, but, but you had, like, the Mortal Instruments and, oh, like, yeah. Divergent... And then, like, the Hunger Games. Dark Beauty. And, like, a whole bunch of things that I am not... I don't completely know about right. as well as I should. But they all came out around the same time. But, like, they came out... Like, there was, like, Harry Potter, which was, like, the first wave. Right. And then there was, like, the Twilight wave. And then there was, like, the dystopian future wave. Right. And so it's, like... It was, like, a pseudo-catalyst. Because you still had kids that, like... I read The Hobbit. Like, like so it was... It's, mm-hmm. a, it's, a, it's a multi-layered, complicated... Sure, sure. Thing that I have don't have the the PhD in anthropology to really speak to with more authority than I already have. Like I have maxed out on my authority on the topic. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, you do have a certain amount of authority being a woman. So well, yeah, being as a, a a lady who became a nerd because of Harry Potter, I guess I do have that. There you go. There you perspective. go. Perspective. And and what a great, like you said, great gateway fandom. What I mean, and it, speaking as an old white dude, you know. Uh, straight but make no case for it um uh <laughs> who's been a nerd my whole life and was into star wars f- from from day one when it was released i think i was like the last like group of kids that had to graduate college like high school before being a nerd was cool like yeah. i think i was at the very end yeah. of like it being not cool to be a nerd yeah, yeah. um but- after me like Everybody want like the like three years after I graduated high school, like everybody wanted to be in that the school musical, sure, and sure. everybody wanted to do drama and forensics. And I'm like, where the hell were you people last yeah, year? Like, yeah. You guys were the same people putting fart bombs in my locker when nice. I was in high school. Nice. So yeah, I was always that guy that never fit in, and I, I didn't. I got into the drama crowd way too late. And I and I, I there'd be a, there'd be a few things I would go back and tell my younger self, you know. Go join drama right away. Go get into that crowd right away. Those are your people. And and go do the stand-up thing. Go find comedy sports. Go start doing that. Go comedy start doing, sports? Yeah. Comedy sports is a is another... Is it's a national improv company chain that's oh. in m- multiple cities. It's called comedy sports. And I stayed away from it because the word sports. I thought it was a sports thing, like a thing that made fun of sports or whatever. It, thing right. it was, but it was just comedy. It was sports about comedy, not not comedy about sports. Got it. So it's it was just you know it's another Groundlings, another you know LA okay. Connection, another UCB, another whatever. But there's one in Denver, and and they had that. And um, so how long have you been here in LA then? Since '97. Since I mean, oh I moved here 18 years ago, pretty much this week. Oh, well, happy L.A. birthday. Thank you very much. My third L.A. birthday is coming up in February. Nice, nice. My 26th human birthday is coming up in eight days. That's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seeing seeing Force Awakens, um, it, 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 it just, 
it hit all the right buttons for me. Speaking as someone who was, you know, who was all part of the original series, and that was my whole world when I was right. seven, seven, ten, twelve, and then having it go away, and then having it come back, and kind of go, eh, and then and then not be what it originally was. It's a thing, and there's definitely some things to like about it, and obviously it's a part of this bigger universe, mm-hmm. and you know, okay, it it wasn't what we what we wanted. But but it's still I think it still has value. Um, I tell you one thing, oddly enough, and I, I've said this before, probably on the podcast. But the one thing that's helped me with the prequel trilogy was playing the Lego video games. They helped give me a bridge and emotional connection to the to the to the prequel trilogy for me. Okay, so after I saw Force Awakens, I had some questions because okay, here's where I come from as a Star Wars fan. You bet. No, no, there's no, there's no spoil. Like I have no spoilers. I'm talking about like how, like I am not a great Star Wars fan. Like I have, sure. I have no legs to stand on. Right. Like I have no. You, I have you're not nothing. emotionally invested in it. Yeah. Per se. I, I mean, I am in, invested in like the overall experience of it, but it's not like I was six when the first of the prequels came out. Yep. Like. And I think... Which is a good time to see that. Junior... Well, junior in high school when the last one came out. But, like, my... Like, we didn't go to the movies to see it. Like, we didn't... My... Like, no one was going to take me to the movies to see it. No one was going to... Like, and my... Nobody in my family gave any... Like... Didn't care. Kick, give no cares about yeah, the... Gave uh, no fucks. Okay, I didn't know where we were oh, in language. Can, oh, okay. say whatever the fuck you okay. want. Okay, <laughs> yeah, my family Please. just gave... We earn our explicit tag weekly. No fucks about, like, yeah. nerd things. Right. Like, right. I got in trouble a lot for reading too much as a kid. Like, that oh, is wow. where I'm coming those. from. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. wife is one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. And so, so, like, there was no, like... And it wasn't like it was a book, like it wasn't like I could like go to my library and read it either. So it was very difficult to access for me. Like I think like my grandma gave my brother like a Darth Maul like figure for Christmas that year, but that's just because that was what everything was. Sure, like sure, but sure, like sure. knowing what the hell the force was or any of that, they, they like were, I had they nothing. Had, yeah, they were. I had nothing until I was Well surely like, your, a, surely your parents and your your, your okay. relatives were alive well, in the Well here's a fun story about that. Here's a fun story about that, and I don't know if I've told you like it has made me crazy. Okay, so like a year ago when like Force Awakens was getting really like all like people were like, Oh, there's gonna be another Star Wars movie. Like my mom and I were talking and she's like, Hey, do you know where I can get the all the old Star Wars movies? And I'm like, the f- what? Anywhere? Everywhere? What are you talking about? And she's like, Amazon? Well, I just really liked them when I was younger and I I just I would like to be able to find like a nice Blu-ray copy of them. And like I like I if I had like if I had had something in my mouth I would have spit take and I was like I spend my entire childhood being ridiculed for being a nerd by you, and you are a Star Wars fan? <laughs> like, what is this yeah, nonsense? Yeah, 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 exactly. What is this? Always giving, being, I mean, my parents did buy me a lot of Star Wars toys and presents and stuff like that, fine. But I was, there was still that thing of, oh, you're, you don't belong, you don't fit in. And, you know, Doctor Who, Star Wars, fill in the blank. But then comes to find out later, find out later my mom was a Star Trek fan, like a TOS fan, and I'm like, what? You yeah. watch Star Trek? This is like, I, it just, it cracked my universe, cause I was like, I was miserable for years as a child, because you guys were so mean to me about the things that I liked, and all the while, you liked Star Wars? Yeah, yeah. You monster. Yeah. <laughs> you monster. You're a, you're a monster. I wanted to post something about it on Facebook, <laughs> um, but like my mom and I are friends on well, Facebook, I, and so I was like, I can't just, 
Like, I, I, did, I used to hor- harbor a lot of resentment about that. Was like, where the fuck have you? Been? You know, when the, when the prequel trilogies came out, I'm like, mm-hmm. where the fuck have you people been? <laughs> where the now everybody? Oh, now everybody likes Star Wars. That's a thing now. Oh, thing. I was pretty bitter about it back then, but now I'm very much of like, great, more stuff for us, more stuff for everybody. Yeah. We get the things we like, and and now I'm like really embracing the fact that that because it's going to go away. The, the the nerd the nerd bubble is going to pop. And that's it. Will it will? There's a wood thing. <laughs> it's all it foam. It will. Sound but, absorbent. But here. yeah, but you know, I'm just. I posted on Facebook the other day, and I said, "Dear universe, it's a really great time to be a nerd. Thanks for listening." And and it really is in tag. Yeah, yeah. It, it really it's it's the best time to be a nerd. Like I think I'm very so. lucky yeah. to be like a nerd, but also have an adult job that I have money to spend on nerd things. Yeah, like it is. Yeah. I was at the mall the other day, and so there's Hot Topic, and then next to the Hot Topic was this other store that was like a nice. Nicer hot, like all the nerd yeah, parts yeah, of Hot yeah, Topic, yeah, yeah. but no emo music and no like sixteen-year-old girls with like who haven't figured out how eyeliner works. But <laughs> like, it was just like adult men in cardigans. You, you peaked Danny's interest. She's just like, I like her. No, I mean, I have like I was a sixteen-year-old girl who didn't know jack about how to wear yeah. eyeliner, but I tried to wear it anyway. Like, yeah. I'm not gonna. Me you too. do. You Me do too. you. But also, I'm gonna go over here to the fancy adult store. Like, where they have, like, fancy adult pun things and not right. just, like, Nightmare Before Christmas, all the things. Right, right. But there's nothing wrong with Nightmare Before no, Christmas. No, 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 no. Yeah, we... Hot Topic's cool. I mean, when I, you know, when I was in my 20s, Hot Topic was a new thing, and it was all just... It was all punk rock and gothy stuff. And then they expanded, like, ten years ago into nerd stuff, too. Well, growing up, what was... Like, I wanted to so badly to be a Hot Topic girl, but I had no money. And Hot yeah. Topic has always just been so expensive. Yeah, and yeah. now I go in there, and, like, I'm... Like, I have an Etsy shop, and I have plenty of friends who are, like, geek Etsy sure. sellers. And I go in there, and I see, like, their hair bows and their, like, necklaces and stuff. I'm like... My friends make that. Like, yeah. I'd rather buy something that, yeah, you're like... you put money in a pocket of a Yeah, I'd rather, about, right? like, buy something from my right. friends on Etsy or from anyone else than, like, a giant corporation. Yeah, like, we're really big on, on the sales. You know, when we go to Hot Topic, we always go and buy the big giant sales and save the, the Hot Topic bucks or whatever and go whenever their big sale is and you can oh, turn all that shit I didn't even in. know there was a whole thing like that. Oh, yeah. That's we terrifying. Have we, we have teenagers. Oh, okay. Well, we've been, I've been a Hot Topic member, God, for probably 15 years. That's so, a thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a, there's a Hot Topic club I remember, thing. okay, so my first, like, give me real phone number and they keep solid bucks. Hot Topic memory was I was in high school and I was part of this organization called Future Business Leaders of America, and I was hot shit at FBLA. Like, <laughs> hot oh, yeah, shit. I remember the FBLA people. Um, and yeah. so we had a conference in Denver, and so, like, the... The outdoor mall in Denver. You know, you know Denver. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, was it Larimer Square or the other one? I don't know the outdoor one that goes oh. on for a mile and has like trees in the middle of it. Oh, the downtown one. Oh, oh yes, yes, the 16th Street Mall. 16th Street Mall. Yes, yeah. Yes, yes. And so I went to the hot topic there, and because I was traveling, I didn't have any adult supervision, and my family had just given me cash to like survive on, nice. and I just spent all of the money I was supposed to spend on food at Hot Topic. <laughs> Obviously, um, yeah. and so I. Like, I'm going to eat the packaging off this action figure. <laughs> well, I had friends who had more money than I yeah, did, yeah, and they, yeah. they took pity upon me yes, and, like, yes. didn't care that I bought, like, my cool plaid messenger bag <laughs> and, like, my pins. And nice. just, they just let me be as a human. Nice, nice. Like, purple and black, like, stockings with stripes. Well, I'm, I'm, you know, even, even 
in a broader context of, of you know than 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 feminism. I mean, you know, and I would I would I hesitate to say uh, than just feminism or only fe- feminism. I mean, I think that feminine feminine issues, that women's issues, are well, like of, of the of the largest we have in mm-hmm. the world because so many other things domino off of that. You know, poverty and the, 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 right. the, you know. So, but but even in a larger, grander context, uh, even more grand context than than, than feminism on its own. Um, there's 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 cultural and racial and uh, gender other gender issues and things yeah. like that and I think fandom is expanding to the point where it really is for everybody and it's I so think, inclusive like and that's what and I've always appreciated about like going like going to conventions and sure. stuff like yeah. oh yeah you see that's what's great about galley like so many people from so many different places who are so different from you and think completely well not completely like they all think there's a commonality there's a there's yeah. a there's a pretty common like like liberal shift to most conventions but like for the most part it's people who who understand and care about similar things but also they have so many different backgrounds and ideas on or like Different that like they come from different paths to reach the same destination. Sure, I guess like sure, like sure. having a unifying like story that yeah. brings everybody together, but yeah. brings people from everywhere together. Yeah, I like that. Well, it's a good illustration of the whole thing that that we've touched on before. Is is everybody's looking for the same thing? Three squares and somebody to cuddle up with, you know. And that's really what it's all about. And it really doesn't matter where you come from. Or where you go, it's a matter of like how you affect people along the way and, right. and how you are, you know, act and behave. And, and I like to see that. I'm hoping that life is going to be imitating art in that aspect more so culturally in, in this country and, and other places in the Western world and other places as well. But I think fandom, you know, art is the thing that saves us. I mean, art is the thing that redeems all of us as people. Mm-hmm. And, 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 doesn't matter what form it, it takes, if it's opera or, you know, fine literature or, you know, whatever, yeah. ancient texts or whatever, or if it's pew, 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 you know, I mean, right. that really is what's going to save us all, save our humanity and help us retain it and right. not just blow the tits off each other. And- well, what I, like, something, I guess, that I have really, in the last couple of years, at the becoming a real adult, mm-hmm. um, like, welcome, my opinion, my opinion has just become, like, life is too short to be cruel I or agree. to be, unco- like, to be, like, selfish or greedy, like, if, like... And how if, fortunate that at, what you said, what, you're 26? Yeah. Yeah, that you're learning that now and, like, and realizing that now and, and, and I... It's one of those things where you, when I look at that, it's like, it's not only fortunate for you, it's fortunate the people that are going to cross your path and how much you're going to be able to help other people that way. Because so many people learn that lesson so much later in life. Well, I just, I think part of, like, being, like, everything I like has some kind of time travel aspect to sure, it. Like, sure. we are nothing. Like, oh. we were so nothing. We're we, blip on we, a blip on a blip. We yeah. mattered so little. And if, like, there, there's no amount of money or, like... There, there's nothing that's more important than just like be, like nobody should have to be miserable mm-hmm. if someone else if you have the opportunity to help them like if you can make someone's day just a little bit easier make their life somehow a little bit easier it doesn't make sense not to do it oh like, yeah without question like I like if I can afford to buy like a five dollar coffee that I can afford to buy like someone else a five dollar like there's no like if I can't 
it doesn't make sense for me to take like treat myself so well if somebody else has to be in pain. You bet, you bet. And especially like in LA where there's just so much like excess. There's so much excess, but then there's also so much not Not, like little. Like you really see in 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 LA. You're right. Yeah, there's a big disparity, and you see it right there in front of you. All of it in the same place. Like growing up in the Midwest, like everybody had about the same. Like there was, it wasn't so. Like ex- middle extreme. American existence, yeah, right? Like, there were the extremes. There were kids that had more than me, and there were kids that had less than me. But it wasn't never. It was never that much more, or that much right. less than right. I had right. growing right. up. Right. And but here in LA, like there are people who have no things, and there are people who have all of the Everything, things. Yeah. And it just doesn't. To me, that doesn't read like that. You like. And then I don't mean to get political, but like, no, we do like that. you work it, like you see corporations where like the CEO makes millions and millions of dollars, and then you have somebody in the company who makes like twenty five thousand dollars a year. Like, how do you explain how do you reconcile that? that? How yeah. do you how do you live that life? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've spent the last like basically two years like working for myself, cause just like. And I love it. Like, I'm working full-time right now, and it's only been five days, and I'm considered the worst mistake I've made in many years. <laughs> but, um, like, when you're so close to, like, what you're doing and, like, your own boss, I guess, like, it, any money, like, I have extra, I just feel, like... Compelled to share. <laughs> compelled to share. Like, especially, like, with my family or, like... I mean, obviously with people who are needy, but, like, there are ways to just make someone's day better. You bet. Like, bet. if it, sometimes it's, like, texting my sometimes sister. Sometimes it's not or, even a material thing. Yeah, it's like an, a note or a, or a, yeah. a, 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 a sending somebody flowers yeah. or, or, or. My last name is Flowers, and so I send people flowers. All Regularly. <laughs> like, that's, like, my thing. Like, I was going to stop and get flowers on my way here, but I ran out of time. So I was like, well, I get snowman cookies. Yeah. Um, just, Which like. Which are appreciated, but I haven't had them in my Yeah, name. I. <laughs> Sound effects. Sound effects. Our fully artist. Me. Ooh. Oh, I, his head came off. Oh, oh darn. Well, when the guy was pulling them out, like a snowman, um, uh, uh, the because I was like, I think I need three, and so he pulled out three, and the snowman head. How fell was your off. cookie? Gone. Gone. <laughs> gone. Fell off of one of them, and he was like, Well, I guess this cookie is for me then. I'm like, You should have that cookie. Yes. I don't care if they're perfect, but yes, that. Yeah. Um, Thank you for the cookies. They're delicious. Yeah. Well, I don't want to, like, position myself as sounding like some kind of... No. Like, uh, altruistic... Bleeding heart liberal. Yeah. Like, that's not it. Like, I... I don't know. I still use nice shampoo, I guess. But, like... No, I mean... It's just, like, a a general awareness that... Like, because I think... I don't think there's anything wrong with comfort. As long as you're contributing to the greater good in some fashion. My, My brother was a huge, like... I grew up in a like a a town with a military base, and sure. so we were around like vets all the time. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of like vets in like the cities that's kind of surrounded us. And my brother was a huge like always buying coffee for vets, and always like if some he saw somebody, he would like buy them lunch. And my brother did not have that kind of money, but he like if he saw somebody who needed something, he always took care of them. My brother, mm-hmm. um, like if he, my brother is a bigger was a bigger bleeding heart than I am. Like he. He had this habit of, like, if he was with a friend and they were, like, abusing their dog, he would just take that dog from him, from them, and, like, bring them home, like, bring them back to our house. Wow. So we had a lot of dogs growing (laughs) up, but I lived on, like, a 200-acre, like, farm in the middle of Kansas. But we always, like, um, 
and it's been like weird because now we just have a stable number of dogs. My uh, my brother died a year ago, and so now we just have like the same amount of dogs, and so we haven't had a, a fluctuation at all. There's been no in new. There's in, been no influx of no new dog. <laughs> influx of new dogs. Like the dog that I had before I moved to LA. Um, was a dog that my brother just sort of brought home. And so he lived with, like, the, he was just like a little lab spaniel mix. Just cute. So cute. A little broken because his, he was mm. not treated nice, mm-hmm. but, um, he, he loved treats just like everybody else does. Um, and, but when I moved to LA, he went back, went back to the farm because oh. I couldn't, I couldn't bring puppy with me, but, but it was just like, he always was doing things and like trying to be like, and and, and nobody sounds- had more like I don't know anyone who had more like mental struggles than my brother did. And if he could just constantly find ways to like make somebody else's day better, like there's no reason anybody else can't. Like because wow, yeah, yeah. he was just if all somebody kinds of- that struggles that much can still give. Yeah. Why can't everyone? Right. I agree. And that's and that's my the the basis of sort of like. I'm not always doing great, but I'm I'm not starving. Right. I have a place to sleep every night, and I have a Wi-Fi connection. Right. Like, there's nothing wrong with my life that I can't mm-hmm. do. Like, I got so upset because it's the holidays, right? It's just like, I want to volunteer all I can. And so I signed up for this volunteer website, and every single thing that I volunteered to do, they had too many volunteers mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, I'm sorry, we can't accept you. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I yeah. just want to help. I want to help. Yeah. Let me do something. Well, it sounds to me like your brother was a good example for you. Yeah, which I mean, he was he was three years younger than me, but he was he was good. He was good. He was he, he had his things and que- like questionable questionable morals in other areas, but in terms of treating people like people, like my mm-hmm. brother n- didn't treat anyone like they were better or worse than mm-hmm. he was, which mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. something I think like all of his friends loved about him. Like he had friends from every imaginable walk of life. And like when you come from Easton, Kansas, which is oh, yeah. hyper conservative, you super bet. racist, super white, yeah. Super white, yeah. like super crazy white. Like my mom's a Trump sympathizer. Like mm. it is it's a terrifying place back there. But and you see like my brother who was still just a kind, good, generous person. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I mean it, it was nice to know that I wasn't the only, like, weird artist that got out of our family. Like, as yeah. he got older, he was becoming more weird artist. And I was like, mm-hmm. good, mm-hmm. good, good. We're all going to, we're all going to be fine. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I run into more and more people who are in the creative business of some sort or another that come from those places, uh, those, those, those dark places of, I, of, of doubt and mistrust and those people who, who, hate and fear so much in the name of something that's supposed to be about love or whatever and whatever reason for whatever reason it is Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. and what sometimes with my family i get really confused because they're not even that religious like it's not even like jesus said like it's just like it's been this way forever why should we change it i'm like because it doesn't work because it's people they're human beings are human beings like there is no better human being or worse human being we're all made out of the same we're all made out of star star stuff stuff. thank you (laughs) thank you um i don't know anyway what do you normally talk about on this podcast? Is it exactly what we're okay, talking about like, right now? Exactly everything that we're talking about. The business right? card says it's a podcast about everything. Okay, I was like, oh. largely centers around media culture, but we dabble in everything. This is. So, I'm really, really excited. This is the first time anybody's ever asked me to do their podcast. Like I've been on podcasts, but mm-hmm. never like as a guest, just as like the girlfriend. 
Danny. Like yep. I, I've lived that life. <laughs> like there, and so well, you're doing your own podcast too. Yeah, I'm doing my own podcast now, but that's different. Like yeah. I created it. Sure, sure. And sure. now I hear the sound of my own voice every week, mm-hmm. and it is changing the way that I speak, yep. which is it'll so do that. good. It'll do that. So good because I had no idea how. <laughs> I finally heard my accent, like, and I never. You have that Kansas accent, and I never heard it because I never. I mean, you don't hear your own accent, but I finally heard, it, and I was like, "Oh, that's what it is. This is so exciting." You sound like Marianne. Oh, yeah, yeah. That doesn't change. Although sometimes my internal monologue is a black man. Morgan <laughs> Freeman. Sometimes. So, so he just narrates what you're saying in your head? When I'm being an asshole, yeah. Yeah. I feel why Morgan Freeman though. Like, shouldn't that be why not Morgan Freeman? But if, like, is that if he's like the opposite of the asshole voice? Mm. True. Or all the more perfect really asshole weird. voice. Being beca- really weird, somebody else's voice takes over mm-hmm. in my head and and says the weird stuff, and it, it makes me giggle because if I if someone else was around, I would try to do the voice, and it would sound terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I. Like I am a I am a graphic designer and so I've been freelancing for a long time and so when I first started going on site for the job that I have now I would catch myself just being just a bizarre per, like human and I was like oh I have not been around people in a long, no, time. long time I need to check my I shit. need to <laughs> figure out how to behave appropriately in social situations because it's just me and like Parks and Rec reruns almost every day oh, now oh I have to put pants on yeah, oh damn it oh man that's been killer like I like and I would like I would take my pajamas off and put on fresh yoga pants but they were still yoga pants mm-hmm. and like I had such a perfect Although, schedule yoga pants are now becoming acceptable day wear even for work uh, well, not I in my work sneaking them in. yeah Danny yeah, lives in yoga pants lives I, I in them I to wear jeans ever again I, I it's I, I like wearing jeans but they're so expensive like oh, that's yeah. what I get mad at I'm like I like wearing jeans and I know that's just the farm kid in me because it's like sure. you're not gonna get a hole in these but they're so expensive even like bad jeans but you can't get too bad jeans because then they're just weird yeah yeah I don't know yeah, because they're just you, you can roll around on the. Gr- I mean, this is you can climb a tree and ro- fall out of the tree, and they're not going to break. Right, like, right, right. And that's important to the way that I live my life. <laughs> <laughs> not so much now that I live in LA because there are so few, few cli- trees, few climbing trees. Very active. <laughs> few we climbable come up to trees. Sometimes we got some climbing trees. Some climbing trees around. Oh, I got it really excited when I went home because, like, I live in the north. I'm from the northeastern part of Kansas, so there's lots of trees. Mm-hmm. It's a different. Mm-hmm. Part of Kansas, like mm-hmm. it doesn't mm-hmm. look like what all the songs about Kansas make Kansas sound like it looks like. It's very, it's there are light rolling hills mm-hmm. and trees mm-hmm. and creeks and stuff. And um, when the Hunger Games came out and people started reading the Hunger Games, this is like a, a point of reference of me as a person. Everyone just like because I, I was in college when it started getting popular, so people were meeting me for the first time, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Wait, are you just trying to be Katniss?" And I'm like. Oh hell no. Oh, no! That's no. not how this works. I'm, I'm like an OG Katniss. I'm OG Katniss. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Like, and yeah. so that's yeah. Yeah. The author called me up for yeah. the reference for Katniss. Like, wait, for, how for do you Katniss, do the yeah. side braid again? Like, like this. This is how you do yeah. the side braid. Um. So that's what that is. Just climbing trees. That whistle. I used to call my dog with that. So. <laughs> uh. Yeah. 
Basically, yeah. I'm just gonna take that too. Yeah, I'm just yeah, gonna, yeah. Just gonna throw that there. That's mine. All of that's mine. Boots and sweaters. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't think I own things. Like I'm wearing my crappy fake Uggs, but like for the most part, like I just boots and sweat. That's why LA is killing me. Like I'm dying slowly because of LA. Oh, like the sunshine and the mm. lack of snow mm. and like. The other day, I almost lost my mind because on the corner of like Vine and Beverly, there were there was a tree losing its leaves, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> We've had an actual really genuine autumn in in Santa Clarita. I mean, leaves turning red and yellow and falling off. It was well, glorious. Yeah, it's glorious. Glorious. So yeah, I don't miss snow, not one bit. Oh, I miss. No. I miss all of the you, weather. You, you enjoy that and have that and enjoy it. I will watch it on TV and say, oh, how pretty, and not have to drive in it, shovel it, scrape it, scrape things off my windshield, step on the... the we had a lot of ice. Like, we would get ice, ice storms a lot uh, growing ice up. Storms. And even when I... I went home for two weeks for Thanksgiving because um, I wasn't going to go back to Kansas for Christmas this year, and there was an ice storm, and I had forgotten how pretty ice storms were, and then I remembered... Oh, people are going to die this weekend probably uh-huh. because of this. Uh-huh. I live in a state yeah. that's just actively trying to kill you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I guess we have forest fires in LA. Like, everywhere is just actively trying to kill you. Well, there's the earthquakes, there's, and there's going to be El Nino, and there's, there's... Okay, let's talk. You've been here for a while. Mm-hmm. When is El Nino rolling in? Because people, people have been making me promises about this great rain that's coming, and I, I'm starting to have doubts. I was here back in 1998 for the great El Nino... <laughs> um, it was a torrential storm. I mean, I moved here from Colorado. Mm-hmm. I lived in Colorado for 23 years. I saw r- rain and thunder and lightning and hail and tornadoes and snow and blizzards. And the, I survived the blizzard of 82. And, and I've seen all of those the things. Uh, you know, I haven't been in a hurricane, haven't, uh, or a typhoon per se, but... But all those other types of weather things I had gone through. And when we moved here in the end of 97, that, that first spring, it was like, oh, El Nino. I'm like, El Nino, what the fuck is El Nino? I've never heard of that. And it's like, oh, it's a thing we deal with every, on a cyclical thing every so many years. Like locusts. Right, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, uh, or an influx of Texans at the ski resorts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we, we, uh, we were living in the middle of Van Nuys, and we had these... Uh, these lovely landscaping in the back of tree, like palm trees mm-hmm. and big, thick kind of foliage around our backyard. And, and it was just like, it was like what you saw on TV when you were a kid when there was a hurricane or a typhoon happening in some tropical location. And that's what it was with the rain and pounding. There wasn't a huge amount of lightning and thunder, but it was just that torrential sideways, it's raining sideways kind of rain. And, more heavier rain than I had ever experienced in Colorado in terms of, you know, real blustery storm kind of thing. But um, My heart's racing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me more. And tell me was, more. When will this happen? And it was glorious. And I and I'm everybody is saying that 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 basically before spring, like the end of winter next, you know, of 2016, this this winter that we're about to hit very soon. When was solstice last week or is it this week? This right? week. 21st. This week. The 21st. So basically as we go into winter. Oh, like the, tomorrow. Toward the end of winter. Yeah, tomorrow's winter. Winter is coming. Brace yourselves. Um, brace yourself, Effie. Um, we're going to be getting this this wonderful El Nino. And now they're saying it's going to be like 
there's some of the scientists that are meteorologists and scientists are saying the one that who that that they study the ocean currents and all that lovely stuff and they're saying it's going to be like El Nino upon El Nino that there's this like perfect convergence the planets aligning she's of dancing, she's yeah. dancing she's dancing people uh, are probably going to die but I'm as if she so had excited. heard the music I'm it. it I mean, but and I can't I, wait. And yeah. I'm like, bring it on. Yeah, like Midwest kids. Like I, I, I don't miss. Give me snow. a tornado. Yeah. Give me a, give me a tornado. Give me, give me three months of thunderstorm season. I have the granddaddy of tornado stories. I, I have. Before we lived in Colorado, we lived in Ohio. Okay. Columbus. Okay. One summer in um, Colorado it was probably around eighty-five. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know. The way the weather works in Denver is there's snow in the mountains, this blanket mm-hmm. of snow from the winter. The sun in the summertime, in the, in the months between, in the time between late April, early May to about the end of July, the sun beats down, so it's straight overhead, and it beats down on the mountains, and it, and it evaporates the snow, which goes up into the air, and then the those, like, clouds roll over Colorado and Colorado Denver is like a pit Mm -hmm. in between the mountains and the high plains Mm -hmm. and this heat wave of concrete and everything in Denver rises up and blooms the clouds into these giant cumulonimbus clouds and it just dumps on everything and everyone and then eventually goes out over eastern Aurora and dissipates and you have a glorious lovely orange golden sunset Mm -hmm. and that's every day pretty much, in spring, in, in, in early summer. It's like the three o'clock rains or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three o'clock, it starts, it, get, it gets dark, and then hail, maybe some lightning, and definitely lightning and thunder. And every once in a while, the sky turns green, and you get yourself a nice old See, classic tornado. People don't understand, like, the sky really can turn green. green. Like, they it's a thing. It. Yeah, it is, it is. And then you start seeing the, the clouds circling around you, and you look, and they're circling behind you, and it's like... It's time to get indoors because there's going to be some some shit happening. <laughs> it's time to sit on a porch. Yeah, Let's be yeah. honest with ourselves. <laughs> so yeah, get out the video camera um, and send it to AFE. AFE. Um, so I, we lived in uh, North Denver, mm-hmm. up above, like elevation wise, up above downtown. We okay. could climb a tree in our front yard and see downtown Denver over the fence at the end of the block mm-hmm. um, and the which was right at the where the Highway 36 the Boulder Turnpike is and you could see Denver and one day it was so cold and I saw I was watching TV and it uh, news report tornadoes spotted over downtown so I climbed the tree and I looked and it was like one of those shots from ID from Independence Day where you see the whole landscape of, of the city with the thing and you see all the things, the fires and the stuff all happening from a distance. You know, when Will Smith goes outside and sees the ship over mm-hmm. the over and you can see everything over LA and from that hill that they live on. And I could see it, and there were five tornadoes all touching down at the same time over downtown. And my girlfriend at the time was working in a Chinese restaurant downtown, Twin Dragon. And she, I was on the phone. I'm like, are you inside? There's a tornado. Like, she's like, yeah, it's touching down right across the street right now. I can hear it. The walls are rattling. It sounds like there's a freight train coming through our street. And I looked and there were five tornadoes touching down at the same time. It was crazy. And the sky was green and it was just like, oh, the world's going to end. And it didn't. But it was pretty cool. That was like the best weather story I've ever had. 
The problem, okay, so we're so far east that by the time a storm would really be built up, it would be nighttime. Yeah, and so yeah, yeah. all, the, like, and that's kind of terrifying. You guys because, got the overnight rain. Yeah, because then, like, you have terrifying storms happening at night. You can't see anything. But also, mm. you can't see anything. No, anything. Because it's black. All the stars and the moon and everything is covered over. Mm-hmm. And then that's the thing where you wake up and, oh, three blocks over, somebody's house is gone. Yeah. Because we, t- tornado would happen. Yeah. And then that's just gone. One of my favorite, like, what, to this day, my, one of my favorite things in the world to experience, though, is, like, is that, that moment that the cold air hits, like, right before a storm yeah. starts, and then you just feel the cold air, and, like, no matter, like, if, no matter what we were doing as kids, we knew we just kind of had to put whatever we were doing down and head back to the house. Yes, like, yes, yes. there would be... Playtime is over. Yeah, we would be, like, deep into the woods doing something, and then we would feel the wind change and, like, hear it through the trees and be like, okay, guys, yeah. home time. Mother Nature is calling us home. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and we, everything would get so quiet. Oh, yeah, so still, oh, so cool. right before this, so amazing. You it's almost like that thing with the Dementors show up and it's yeah, yeah, it's exactly ice that. crystals forming. You know, exactly. yeah. Only like for me, I just start thinking happy. Like it's just like yes, this is yes. awesome. Yeah, yeah. I miss weather. I mean, I do miss weather because I get. I mean, I get. I, I get dried out and and kind of tired of the heat of the blazing heat in the mm-hmm. summer. And this summer actually wasn't too bad. I mean, a lot of people people complain. Oh, I thought it was this, never going to end. This wasn't one of the worst summers we've ever had. Twenty thirteen was like it was one hundred and sixteen downtown one day. In 2013. I was here in 2013, but I don't remember that. Yeah, that was a real brutal day. Because we were outside. I was working at a school, at a girl's school, which is how I kind of got my finger on the pulse of kind of teenage girl fandom, Uh working at an all-girls school. And we had some event out on the lawn, some kind of of end-of-summer event for the faculty and Uh staff. And we were out on the lawn at the school, and they had these shades up. And you could just see the heat everywhere and it was like 116 degrees it was crazy crazy does it get super humid in denver no it's dry. oh it's dry. okay it's not it, it gets humid in the midwest because once you get up over those high plains and i don't know why that everything's just very very dry over the mountains and, and in colorado and you know i used to get nosebleeds in the winter time and stuff too oh, no and, nosebleeds and, and can't like no no it's like, it's moist yeah it'll be 110 degrees but also there'll be like 80 percent humidity yeah. and then it's, it's always the same week that my grandma wanted to do hay like i like like it's all it was always the same week like she i don't know how she like if she has some kind of weird farmer's almanac barometric guide to like this is going to be the hottest week of the year Definitely, let's do hay this week. Let's bale the hay this week. Let's That's do hay this week. And it's just like, let's throw 80-pound bales of hay above our heads also while just soaking wet. Just mm-hmm, just, mm-hmm. just soaking yeah, wet. You can wring your clothes up yeah. when you're done. Yeah. yeah. But so think much it, But think about... <laughs> so much Gatorade. <laughs> the first time... Okay, this the, one of the first times I was ever hungover was also... Like, it was oh, just part of, of this, this of matrix of hell. This, this hell matrix that my grandma had, like, developed... Um, but it was also the first time I was hungover, and I threw up. Just I would like put a a bale of hay on the trailer and just like sort of lean yeah, over and throw yeah. up. Like you'd think that would have been enough for me to never want to drink again. But I was also like, I'm. It's fine. We'll figure this out. I'm a hearty Midwestern gal. I'll be fine. It's fine. <laughs> Ashley, what's wrong? I have the flu. It's June. You yeah. don't have the flu. The brown bottle flu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh, that's funny. Um, so, so, go ahead. No, no, no. 
You go ahead. Oh, um, I was going to ask you about, uh, like, you, you do graphic design mm-hmm. and uh, stand-up. You're doing stand-up as well a bit? <gasps> no, a long time ago. Oh, a long time that ago. Was, that's okay, what I was okay. saying. I, um, when I moved to LA, I moved out here to be with a little boy because I'm a dumb, dumb person sometimes. <laughs> um, and the boy that I moved out we here all, for... We all followed somebody out here. <laughs> ...was a comedian. Is a comedian. He still is. Just because he's dead to my life doesn't mean he's dead. Right. Um, he was a comedian, and it looked fun enough. Like, sure. everything I was doing the first few months that I was out here was all comedy-related. I was shooting... Like, I do a lot of photography, so I was taking pictures of shows, and I was designing show flyers, and, like, mm-hmm. everyone I was meeting was a comedian in Virginia. Like, everything that I knew about L.A. was, like, alternative comedy. And I was like, I'm clever, and I can think really fast. Um, and I did theater in high school. I can figure this out. Yeah, like, it's yeah. just a, a fun... It's a bingo card, really, of, like, this, you got to do this and this and this, and you can figure it out. And I liked it, but I hated it. Like, it finally, I finally just reached the point of, like, I can't stand any of you people. Like, I just couldn't. Like, it, it was so, it was just too much. Like, I, it, it was good for me in that I, it was my first corporate, like, I was doing it at the same time as I had my first corporate job mm-hmm. in, in, like, mm-hmm. In a very misogynistic environment, so it was good that I was like doubling down on like knowing what my what I sounded like in a meeting. Like, sure, like it was sure. good that I was like confident and like like taking a stage every night and like right. being co- like that kind of confident. But so it, it helped you navigate the, the the trials and tribulations of dealing with a misogynistic corporate environment. Yeah, nothing like an open mic full of misogynistic sure. males to like go to at night to help you deal with them during the day. Right, right, like right. and at least the ones during the day can't tell rape jokes. Like right, yeah. <laughs> there is a fine line in the in corporate USA. Like they yeah. do draw it right before sure, rape jokes. Right before rape that, that line is right um, there. Just shy of rape jokes. Like oh yeah. Telling. Yeah, Ron I, Swallow. I personally love the women that get up on stage. Oh yeah, they're more defined in their their character on you know on stage, and they don't pretend like the mic is a dick, and they don't hump a chair. Right. Like, those are the two things I can't stand. And when you're starting off, or you don't have really good stuff, you're very raw. Right. You do those two things. Right. It's like Virginia said, you're going to talk about your hoodie or whatever, and how hard it is to date, and uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, there was one. There were a couple of open mics that were all girl open mics, and nice. those were good. Like nice. those, because then you have people actually listening to your content and not immediately not caring that you're speaking because you're a girl. Right. Like, because there would be things, and I'm like, I think this is. Ac- I think I got something here actually. And then you would tell it to a group of people who were checking their phones and trying to figure out the fastest way to get to their op- next open mic. And then you would do a room full of like other lady comics that were actually paying attention and were like. And they would, you, you would get an actual feedback. Supporting and nurturing. Yeah. Jeez. As opposed to like, yeah, is it my turn to go up now? Like, yeah, yeah. and I think I'm a very empathetic person, mm-hmm. like s- dangerously empathetic. Sure. And so being full, being in a place that like people hate each other and they hate like, Everything you pick up on all that negativity, and, and so it, it was like I was a lightning rod for it. Like oh, you would just yeah. walk into a room, and like you could just you could feel it. Like you, it, like I don't know. I'm getting like weird PTSD, yeah, yeah, like yeah, hair yeah, on the back yeah, of my neck raising. Yeah. Like it's just like you just feel that. Like everybody hates somebody, or more that everybody hates a lot of people. Yeah. But it's LA, so you can't openly hate them. You have to like secretly hate them at the bar while you're buying a drink with your other friend who wow. you're trying to convince to hate that person, yeah. and like. 
the one thing I wasn't prepared for when I moved to LA was like how important it is, like what you do is. Mm. Because like I remember the first, the first like event I went like party type thing that I went to when I moved to LA. Like everyone that like that was like, what do you do? Like, and I was like. I'm a graphic designer. I'm 23, and I don't know anything about the world. It's probably exactly how I sounded when I said those things. Yeah. Probably said different things. That was probably exactly how I sounded yeah. when I did said them, though. Because, like, just the everybody wants to know what you can do for them. Like, right. I, I just, it's so yeah. hard to meet. Like, some of the biggest disappointments Networking. I've had in LA is like meeting a person who I really think that I've like connected with, and like that they're a good person that they're reliable and that you can depend on and then then finding out that they just wanted like they they have no interest in you as a human mm. only with yeah. like you as a mechanism yeah, like yeah yeah and the, the tr- problem is like I don't really have like I I have no social power to offer anyone like right. all I can do is take photographs of your show and design stuff for you and like help you market something sure sure but like once people figure out like a you have nothing to offer them or b you aren't interested in offering them anything like I, yeah, like some of the saddest moments I've had, mm. I've just been like, "Oh, we aren't friends. You just, oh, yeah." Well, now I'm oh. going to get to the reason why I really brought you here. We haven't been recording at all. I'm just actually I have this portfolio that I wanted to show you, and some pictures. I'm just kidding, I, kidding. I work for myself. I can barely pay myself. <laughs> I can barely pay myself. And uh. well, I don't. Yeah, that that's been. Yeah. Difficult, like, and I know it's just me being a Midwestern girl, and it's whatever. It is. Well, what you it know is. what? No, it's not. It's not. It's not you being a, any one thing. It's you being a human being and having emotions and feelings and feeling like you have value. Well, and here, like, something that because I'm now working in like a, a real office environment again for the first time mm-hmm. in a long time, and I had there were a lot of things that I had thought I had gotten over as a person. Mm-hmm. But there, it is not, in fact, the case. And this is another thing that I just need. In the Midwest, did you feel... Uh, okay. I have never felt as more aware of, like, little misogynistic things that happen during oh, the day sure. as I have when I moved to L.A. But I don't know if it's because I am now a, a, a more adult or adult than I was when I was living in Kansas, or if, like... I was just, sorry, I'm on my watch. I was, like, my family, like, my grandma was in charge of everything. Like, Mm -hmm. I have never known, like, a strong male influence. Like, my family was super matriarchal. Everyone I worked for in college was a woman or, like, of some other diverse background or whatever. And so, like, I had never, like, I lived in a weird feminist bubble. Sure. In the middle of the Midwest. In the middle middle of the Midwest. And so I had never felt. I had never felt not good enough because I was a girl or because of anything about, like, anything. And then, like, they're, like, very quickly when I moved to L.A., I was like, oh, that's how this, this, that's how this works. And so, like, that's been something weird to reconcile. It's weird, it's, it's always weird to me that I felt more empowered and, like, in control of my environment and situation when I lived in Kansas than when I lived in L.A. Like, because there are just, People just get away with things here, and like, I, and what's difficult is like, I, I just start like, sorry, this is just a soapbox thing. I'm really bothered by this one particular thing. That no, keeps, like, mean, it's just like, I, uh, like there are there are behaviors that you get to 
be part of as a man that no one is going to call you out on, mm. especially a newer man in a, a, pow- a power position. Like, and it's not even like weird sex. It's just like a rage, anger, and like just being unprofessional. And like you can act that way in an environment. But if, a, like, a woman of the exact same power and the oh, exact same... Oh, she's crazy. Same, yeah, she's a bitch. She's a psycho. Yeah, she's she, on her period. Yeah, she's... that's exactly... It goes from, like, yeah. that's exactly what it is. And it is exhausting to watch. And then if you try to correct that, then you are also part of... Then you are... You, you lose any control you have over the situation. And that is so frustrating. And it's... Like, and I thought, like... For the most part, like, working for myself, it was easy to, like, avoid that. And I had forgotten how awful it was. And that's yeah. why, like, being back in an office has been so weird for me. But, like, you don't think about, like, I am constantly choosing, like, words and, like, figuring out how to ask a client to pay me because, like, if you come on too strong, then you're being crazy pants. And if you are not whatever, then you're just, you get pushed over or whatever. Right, right, just, yeah, yeah. You're brushed aside or... I have or, something to contribute. Oh, oh topic. I'm coming okay. to the table. My big, first big girl job, because I've had a lot of jobs, mm-hmm. I was there for the longest period of time, seven years. And I grew up as an employee and figured out um, how I can approach people. You have adorable My glasses, tone. by the way. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like yours. I I like, I've been wa- I've been looking at the Bro- green minty sides of your glasses the whole time. Well, the last ones I had had blue down here, and I miss them. But oh. these, have blue too, so these are all visual things on an audio podcast. <laughs> Welcome to Glasses Welcome Talk. To glasses <laughs> talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was adorable. You guys are so good at married. <laughs> We're getting married. Gross. Um, so this place that I was at for seven years, um, the office manager told me that I had to not be bossy, mm-hmm. that I couldn't demand things, but my boss, my other boss, could have a hissy fit. Oh, yeah. And throw things and have a tantrum. But I have to police myself and be a yes man and no longer challenge, especially during meetings. So, uh, I learned to nod my head and go, that sounds great. Um, can we, how, how do you want to approach this issue that I see coming up rather than saying no? So I had to learn how to be a boss, but I never got to be a boss. And they would tell me very quickly if I stepped over a line, making a decision all on my, my own with my big girl pants on. Um, so I got kicked down a lot and I left that job in a very abrupt way because I asked for a meeting to talk about my raise. And when I walked in there with a uh, two sheets... Appropriate soundtrack for the... Yeah, the, the Rage yeah. is building. The Rage is building. Um, I, I walked in there with points of exactly what I did for this company over the last seven years and why I think I deserve a 7% raise. Mm-hmm. I, it was There was numbers. Like, I had stuff to show. Right. And I was let go instead. It was a huge blow to my self-esteem. I... Second guessed my humanity for three months living on the couch in our apartment. I didn't yeah. move unless somebody else was home. Yeah. That, it was pretty effed up. Could you have sued them for sexual harassment? That's not, it's not sexual harassment. It's just treating me lesser than, and how do you put that in a How do you prove that? In a lawsuit? How do you quantif- quant- quantif- qualify quantif- that? I don't know. Contact the HRC. I'm sure they have a department that can fix this. <laughs> the guy that let me go was, was the office manager, and, and he was it, and he's the one that was telling me to police myself. Yeah. So I, I let it go. Mm-hmm. I was really angry for a while. I, I had to you know go on depression meds, and eventually I found a job I hated, but it was call center work. And it was near home, mm-hmm. and I worked uh, super early hours so I could get out and pick up my kid from school, and it mm-hmm. worked out for a while. 
And they looked to me at that new place for the skills I had that I did learn, and I did learn stuff. And they immediately put me in a, a position uh, bump up and gave me a bump in pay, and, like, that helped me feel a little bit better. And I had to learn how to not be weird again. Because my, my, that seven-year seven place, I do miss my coworkers because I brought in my friends. I got them hired, mm-hmm. and I really miss that that part of it. I miss working with those people. Um, but I, I did have something to bring to the table. And the place I'm at now, I'm nobody's boss because mm-hmm. I had to switch um, gears completely and go from customer service because you, when you do customer service, you can work your way up to a pay scale. And then when you start at the new place, you have to go right back down to the bottom rung. I hated that. It's a marketable skill when you have it, but um, you always have to start at the, the lowest rung. So Michael uh, talked me into going for an IT certification. And now we're in the same field, although he's got way more years of experience and stuff. Um, and I am a bingo card because I'm a woman in tech, and on paper, I'm Hispanic. But I'm super white-sounding, and I have a very soothing customer service voice. I've had people scream at me, tell me things are my fault, they hope I get cancer, and it has not wavered my phone voice. The secret to that, guys, is being a phone sex operator when I was <laughs> I was hoping you were going to mention that. Uh, it, it's, it's the thing that, that You have me. to learn how to verbally coddle balls. Mm-hmm. And when you work with farmers insurance agents, mm. coddle balls. Mm-hmm. There's so the many balls. Typing personality really requires a lot I say of this to my point. friend Jenna a lot. Wouldn't it be so much better if we were all women <laughs> and we reproduced asexually and we could lie around and take care of one another and invent other things, new things to put up one another. <laughs> I don't necessarily think that we need to be all women. I just think that we need to live in a genderless society. That's like, what I'm, yeah, yeah. Like, there's... Because n- uh, I'm not hyper-feminine, like, fem- like classically sure, feminine. Sure. I'm, I'm not, but that doesn't mean, like, I don't... I think we live in a beautiful time where every... Well, intelligent people can agree that... Sexuality is a sliding scale, and gender is a sliding scale. Mm-hmm. It's all constructs, yeah. It's just beautiful, good notions. Yeah. And we are no longer living in a society where we're all going to die by the time we're 35, and we can barely make enough like food to eat. Like, we're here longer. We're we here longer. We have to put up with one another yeah. longer. Let's try to make this easier on ourselves. Exactly. And that's like... This, this and is each other. The thesis of the, the life I'm trying to live right now. Like, don't be an asshole. Life is yeah. short. Like, yeah. but we'll, we'll wait and you have is in the comic book Why the Last Man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's one man left on the yeah, planet. It's all women and all the and other men man. dropped dead. Yeah. So women had to take over everything. Yeah. They became the garbage men. They had to get rid of the bodies because that's not yeah. sanitary. Yeah. And then there was weird factions and religious people and, and they all branched off and eventually sorted the shit out. Yeah. And they figured out how to make babies, clearly, because yeah. yeah. you know, at the end of it, it spaces out I'm not going to spoil that one for you it spaces it out and tells you how they figured it all out at the end yeah yeah that one guy couldn't possibly fuck everybody yeah, yeah. well and then you'd have like generations of genetic uh, the oops a day because it's all one all for yeah. one guy right right so right. many so many genetic yeah I don't know I just I just the, the older I get and the more I go through life and the more people I meet the more I just I I was always very mistrusting of other guys even as a little boy, I always thought boys were mean and gruff and dirty and and girls are pretty mean too, but like right, in a different but in way. a different way. And it's driven, but it's never mind. Sorry, I was just 
sorry. No, why are you sorry? It's just, it's so, like... Safe space, safe gr- space. Girls get mean for, like, attention-seeking reasons, and the reason, like, it's very... Ugh. I think boys do, too, though. Because, well, every... Boy's whole thing, it's a biological impetus to reproduce. And it's yeah. all based on fear. That if I don't impress... If I me no impress woman, me no get her pregnant. And, and that's it. You know, and, and that's it. And, and so... It's just this constant dick lightsaber battle. I mean, that's what, that's what it is. It is. And, it, and, and for women, it's just this constant avalanche of dicks. And it's just, and it's just, there's just, there's too much dick in the world, you know? There just really is. And it'd be, we'd be so much better, at, like you said, if we were more genderless, if we were just more treated each, saw each other as people. And, 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 realize moment to moment person to person individual Okay, the three of us agree on this topic. How do we take over the world from okay, moving uh, forward? Here we go. The plot is, is <laughs> Oh shit. Here's the next step of our new order. Okay, I'm turning off the Um <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you see you see the people that are on TV trying to vie for the presidency, and you see all the stuff out there, and it, it gets it gets really disheartening sometimes, and and so disheartening. Yeah, but it, it, it but then you see other things that that give you hope as well. So, like Star Wars. Um, but it's just or when puppies get to, re- to be reunited with their masters. Yes, that yes. always makes me happy. Those videos kill me every time. There's a heater in the corner. Oh. I don't even see if it works or not. <laughs> You'd have to, that'd be a plug I bought the nicest, plushiest bathrobe yesterday because mm. I have been freezing. Those are oh. really important. Okay. Freezing my ass. So like, everybody in the, the po- everybody on the podcast knows this, but Danny and I have been working on getting fit this year and we've, the, we've lost a combined total of 132 pounds or something like that now. Killing it. Yeah. And I get cold now. I never. I'm from Colorado. I moved to California in '97. I'm never used to get cold, and I am of a less weight than I was when I moved here 18 years ago. I'm I weigh less now than I have in 20 years, and and I never got cold because I always had my you know my layer of blah blah, and and it's going away. And I find myself I had I had to buy a cardigan for work, a zip up cardigan, you know, and and you know I'm always wearing hoodies now, and always you know I always used to just kick the covers off and just sleep with a sheet because with the ceiling fan going because I was always too warm, and now I'm actually got the covers over me and stuff. And this winter, this fall, this winter, I'm actually feeling cold often. It's I weird. It makes me feel like some kind of weird asshole because, like, I will be, I will wake up just shivering. It'll be like fifty degrees. I'm like, oh my god! I used to wake up to oh, like yeah. a barely heated house at yeah, twelve degrees yeah, with a yeah. hardwood floor, no socks on, oh, yeah. and now like it's fifty degrees. And, well, in my apartment. Been well, I remember when I was a kid, I would wake up, I would jump out of bed onto the rugs, so my feet didn't have to touch the tile floor in my room, and grab my slippers or whatever, and, and run up the stairs in my underwear, and turn the heater on, and go back in bed and crawl in bed for 15 minutes and wait for the house to heat up yeah, a little bit, I've, just to go get into the shower. I've started, like, adopting, like, habits that I haven't had, yes. like, yeah. it's weird because, like, my, this is the first winter that I've just been cold in yeah. LA, like, and I think We've it's just, We've had to run like, the heat so much at our house. We we started running the heat the other day. The problem with that is that our apartment was not built to run the heat. So the heat vent is only for the living room. So the bedrooms don't have heat. 
Um, and the bathroom doesn't have heat. Maybe and they're so expecting you to make your own heat in the bedroom. <laughs> oh, you're so clever and creepy. Uh, uh, I'm a baby. I like her. Baby, it's cold out. <laughs> but I, I bought so I bought an electric blanket the other day. But I was a, they didn't have like a like a. a Bed size electric bank. They had an electric throne. I'm like, I can't. This is not going to work need for me. To cover me. I need like the all whole of, all thing. Of me. And I'm, all... I'm tall. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm a tall, the uh, tall. And so it just, it makes me sad. And so what I do is like I put the electric blanket under my blanket, and then I turn it all the way up so it starts heating like the actual yes. bed. Yes. Like it, yes. like it heats the whole thing. Like that old popcorn pan that you yeah. put in the bed in the sheet, the sheet warmer, the that. sheet yeah. warmer. You put the coals in, and then you, the like servants run all the my stuff in a dryer when it got too cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dryer in our old last apartment. Yeah, put the blanket in the dryer before you oh, go to bed. That sounds beautiful. <laughs> my for that. my dryer is like six flights of stairs away yeah, from me. You know how your jeans are like freezing cold when you get into them. Mm-hmm. Dryer, hair dryer. I do that in the bathroom Ooh, some yeah. morning. Yeah, just run the air down the tube of the pant Actually, leg. Actually, Lily, because uh, her room is too far away from the heater, mm-hmm. she will not get out of bed. I said, just grab your clothes and put them in the bed with you. Until they get to room temperature and get dressed under the covers like I used That's to. That's beautiful. Oh, I used to, in Colorado, I used to take the clothes I was going to wear the next day and lay them and fold them up and put them at the foot of the bed so they would be warm in the morning. I just, I, I realized the other day that, like, I did I wasn't getting out of bed on time anymore because, like, I'm just too cold to get out of mm-hmm, bed. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't want to tell my sister this because it's, like, 45, 30 degrees at home and yeah, she would laugh just laugh me to well, death. It's all, it's all relative. And she's, like... She, like the other day, it was like forty degrees, and she's wearing like a hoodie like that and like jeans. And you like, can't explain to somebody from from elsewhere, and I, I, I you were probably in the same situation where where you lived, everybody made fun of California, what pussies they were, and blah blah blah, and and that's the way it was in Colorado, and yeah. But but anybody, <laughs> you take anybody from anywhere in the in the country where there's weather, mm-hmm. and move them to California, and get them acclimated to the lack of weather here, yeah, the just nice, warm and, and seventy and sunny. What are you, Barely a fucking a lizard? And they're going to get cold, yeah, unexpectedly. Yeah, I remember my my dad and my stepmom got ma- my or my, my mom and my stepdad got married in seventy seven, and then they came out to California. We were living in Colorado. They came out to California for their honeymoon, mm-hmm. and. They went to go play around to golf, and they're all in their parkas and sweaters. My dad's like in shorts and a t-shirt, and they're looking at him like it's because it's like sixty-five degrees, mm-hmm. and he's like playing golf in sixty-five degree weather, you know, thinking it's great because yeah. it's ten degrees back in Denver, and they're all looking at him like he's crazy. I went to Alaska for a week mm. um, in September, and it was already starting to get cold in Alaska, and I was staying in this cabin um, that. It, it it had a heat, but it didn't have hot water, um, and so it, it would be like twenty eight thirty degrees, and then it would like get like it would be the sun would be out until like ten o'clock because it's just Alaska is a bizarro beautiful place. Like it was the prettiest place I've ever oh, been sure, in my life. Sure. The air was the cleanest air I've ever mm-hmm, breathed mm-hmm. in my life. Like it was just beautiful. The water it was just crystal clear. You could see the leeches attaching themselves to you in the lakes. Nice, nice. Um, not to say that the lakes were not amazing. Totally worth the leeches. Um, but there was just, there was no cold water, so I just didn't wash my hair for seven days. I was like, nope, you can't, I can't do it, I can't do Too it. Too cold. And then the other day, our hot water went out of our apartment, oh, and I thought I was gonna die. Like, I, I, one day I like, heated up, because it was out for like four days, and so one day I like, boiled water on the stove, and then I realized that like, 
our apartment is made up of two single ladies. The largest pot we have between the two of us is like a like a two quart <laughs> saucepan, and so I was like heating up water like two hot quarts at a time. Um, May I recommend something to you? A, a four quart saucepan. And <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> but uh, good, good, good. Uh, yeah, good suggestion. But I, I was going to recommend to you. Uh, uh, a British style uh, tea, kettle? Uh, tea kettle, the electric tea kettle with the stand. Mm-hmm. It's basically a pitcher you put on and mm-hmm. flip, and those things are amazing. It's no, so fast. They're super amazing, but I, we don't. I don't have need for one in other times Either. besides a, 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 a terrible nightmare scenario. Because like the espresso machine we have has a hot water tap on tap it, tap on it, okay. which is beautiful. Yeah. I'm very lucky that I moved into that. I feel like I should be paying Virginia extra rent for just because the espresso the machine. machine. <laughs> It is nice. She gave me espresso when I showed up. I was like, "Damn, what's going on here?" Like, just the for, when I came over to like look at the apartment for the time, she just made me a soy latte, and I was like, "Here's my deposit." <laughs> Thank you. Are these daily? <laughs> How do I tip? I mean, I <laughs> do you have tip jar? <laughs> uh, Virginia's Virginia's awesome. Oh my gosh! And, and at amazing. the at the at the risk of of sounding derogatory in, in terms of like sexist or whatever, I, I would describe Virginia as a peach. She is just a delightful, he he was gonna go somewhere else. delightful yeah. human being. Well, you know, I don't she's, mean to be dismissive or, or you no, know, she but is, she's just, she's so damn delightful. And I so every word that comes out of her mouth is so spot on. I enjoyed podcasting with her so much. Because she knows so much about uh, so many different things. she's seen so much stuff, yeah. Like, yeah. I, Virginia was in, I moved in with Virginia after I broke up with my boyfriend of two years who... Uh, it was bad. It was an awful breakup. It, it was a break. It was just a new layer of breakup. Like wow. I, I was due for a bad breakup, just in terms of how life works. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but it was just very unexpected and very awful. But Virginia just like came into my life and was amazing all the time. And I was like, oh, it's fine. Oh. It's fine. And she's had bad breakups. And she mm-hmm. like I've never had like an older sister. Like I was the oldest of my siblings, and all of my friends in college were younger than me. And like until I moved to LA, which everyone I, everyone I've met in LA is at least five years older than me, which has been interesting for me to deal with but like she's just a very older sister and I was just like they're there they're there just what you needed right yeah. right okay. they're there right. and and for me virginia has been this nice um like crystal clear voice comedy voice for me and i respond very well to comedy voices but this cl- crystal clear insightful comedy voice of of What's right of, of of feminism and and the the you know the misogyny There's and the business and this of, and that? Like, I run like before I develop a like I'll see something and I'm like, this is what I think I think about this. Am I on the right track or is something wrong? Because like like with yeah. like trans issues or like cultural appropriation and stuff sure. like that. Like just things she that pop thinks up. She really in, well. In, I mean, she really. And I'm sorry, we're talking about we're trying. We're, this is our new Virginia Jones. This is, podcast. Welcome to Virginia Jones talk. <laughs> Um, but I, I, she put a thing out on Facebook saying last day to get an autographed CD, and I'm like me, 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 and I, I immediately went and bought one, and I'm waiting for it to show up in the mail. But she went like immediately that day and autographed one and stuck it in the mail for me, and I'm like I can't wait to get, it. I can't wait to hear it, and and um, I've been getting back into collecting comedy again, and and. Wanting those little well, sources of joy. Well, you know who designed joy. the cover of that CD? Really? The artist oh, is right fantastic. here. Fantastic! I love that. I love that. I, I thought the, the thing. The first time I saw the cover, Gothic American, I was just and, and the and it was just it, it it just warmed me within. It was so perfect. We had to shoot it three times though because of like technical issues, like 
somebody in our apartment accidentally deleted all of the photos oh, off the Christ. SD card. Oops. Because they were shooting five other, like, there was just like a solid week where there was just constantly a green or gray screen in our wow. apartment, wow. which is the best way to live, oh, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Like, if you're a photographer, videographer, sure, like, sure. if you can just have lights and a camera and a screen set up all the time, like, you just feel good. Nice. At least me. Uh, yeah, I yeah. just feel, that just feels me. It I, feels I, good for me. I did, did a lot of photography, uh, in the long, long ago. Um, what did you, what is your camera? What did you shoot with? You uh, I have a camera? Nikon, I have an old Nikon, Nikon D40X, mm-hmm. but I have one of the big giant lenses on it. Uh, one of the, uh, uh it's a, um, it's an yeah. 18 to 200, and it's really, it's a very good, diverse, big, wide open aperture, very, very good at sucking up light, and I, and I like it. Um, but I was doing a lot of, um, model work, working with models, and, I was hanging out with a crowd and a friend of mine was, uh, or a friend of ours crowd was doing fetish photography and I was like, and I saw her photography. I'm like, I could do that. And I had basically just a point and shoot, Mm -hmm. but then I started just hitting people up on MySpace. This is how long ago this was. So long ago. Hitting up people on MySpace and saying, Hey, uh, if you're a model, I can, I can do photos. I just want to shoot people and create art together and have experience, you know, art, 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 arty experiences with people of, I like doing photography and play. And I lived with my now ex-wife and we had a garage and we cleared everything out to the sides and I put up black plastic sheeting around and made like a makeshift studio in the garage and or it could have been a murder room could have been a murder room it's on, it was dexter out yet no, this was no dexter, it was way pre-dexter. this is pre-dexter no. but then i got people from all over who just wanted to model for photography and, I, and we did this like very simple contract of like you do whatever you want with the photos i'll do whatever i want with the photos basically i just want to put them on my website pick the best ones put them on my website right. you want to use them for your thing or whatever like that and i can't pay you and you don't need to pay me and and it's just this mutually beneficial let's get together and create art and i made friends and and um and it was just really cool, but yeah, that feeling of having that studio. I gotta go put the studio up because somebody, somebody's, some ladies coming over to shoot po- to shoot photos this weekend, and I did like it a just, vampire shoot yeah, and all these just, different it things. It feels good, and it yeah. feels like okay, yeah. for me, like I got my first camera when I was seven. It had Dalmatians on it, and is my most prized <laughs> possession to this day. That's awesome. Um, and now I have a Canon 60D with, I, I just upgraded my camera bag for Christmas because I have too many lenses, which is the best problem in the yeah, world to have. Yeah, nice, nice. Um, but I, I, I mean, I love my camera. Her name is Minerva, like the Deftone song sure. and the Roman goddess. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and she's perfect. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's a perfect, lovely lady and I love her very much. And she's very, she takes good care of me. She's yeah. like the milk and honey of my soul. Um, I was the, the the longest relationships I've had in my life are with Minerva, my cars. That's it. That's the beginning and end yeah. of the list of relationships that I I genuinely trust in my life. <laughs> Car and camera. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I love photography and I've done it my whole life. Like my whole life. Um. What I what I thought was fun, like what an interesting thing for me was like the moment that I finally started saying yes, I'm a photographer. Like mm-hmm, instead of just mm-hmm. like being really really shy about it, like no air quotes. I take a lot of pictures and I think it's fun. Well, I used to make. I remember the first time I sent away and ordered a Vista print to make business cards, and I was like, oh. And I used to go to I used to go to do Kitty Brown, our co-host is not here today, but she she and I met on the on the the Goth Club art circuit of. Uh-huh. of artists and photographers and stuff and showing your art at goth clubs and that's kind of how we met and we used to do a lot of art shows at at the clubs and and you know being able to hand being one of the few people at the at the fetish club who was allowed to go around with the camera and take pictures of people Mm -hmm. because that's what i did and i could get there's 
my booth. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm not just some perv taking pictures yeah, yeah. of your girlfriend in the thong. You know, I'm mean, like, you know, so. But it was it was always a cool thing for me the 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 photography thing because you know I I've always been kind of a, a sexual being and 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 very in touch with that side of myself and this was a way where that was okay and not in a cheaty way not in a lascivious way but in a in a way that was tr- le- truly legitimately an artistic pursuit that also kind of um, satisfied those other kind of more carnal sides of me and I was able to kind of balance that out and be respected and be respectful and that also helped inform me a lot about bodily autonomy and 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 being respectful of of people and their bodies and their and their their images and and all that so I travel as often as I can so my almost my main thing that I shoot is just the places that I go sure and I have this very like almost like a missionary like a missionary type idea about it like because I'm like nobody from home travels or cares about anything outside of Eastern Kansas but like I go places all the time and I take pictures of the places I go so I feel like I'm just getting to bring especially now with Facebook like I get to bring these places that I go and these experiences that I've had to people who wouldn't experience Mm -hmm. those things Mm -hmm. and uh, photography is so romantic to me like it's 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 capturing light and uh, light comes from stars and stars are pretty and beautiful and everyone they're everywhere and it's very like I'm not doing it's it's and it's like this weird alchemy where you like you have this thing and you turn it into this other thing and I wish I could be more articulate right now but well, clearly it's a, it's a thing that's very personal it's for you very that, personal, that's personal it's it, very pretty and yeah. big and like I'm from Kansas, and our state motto is that Astra per Aspera, and, like, our state flower is a sunflower, which is a, it's a flower that follows a star in the sky, and stars make... It's very... It's all full circle. It's all yeah, full circle, and I'm... Cool. The, I, I, I have that thing, too, where sometimes... A, I'm going to... My flower crown is right. on now, and, like, I'm going to start braiding my hair in a lot of braids, nice, nice. so... Uh, my my whimsy dress. Yeah, I, I have just... that thing too, where where I am so emotional about a thing that's hard for me to articulate it because it's 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 so much more of the feeling side of me well, than the, a, than the logical side of the, me. Uh, there's a Stephen King passage that's like it's the, the scariest thing in the world is to talk about like how you actually feel about something because it's not that you feel wrong about it so that nobody else is going to care about it. Right. And it's a very beautiful quote, and I can't think of, like I have it pinned above my desk, like it's. Very good. One of my mottos, Eric Burden, oh Lord, please don't let me be misunderstood. It's, it's that thing of, of, I, and that's one of the reasons why I do the podcast. I wanna, I wanna crawl inside of somebody's brain and, and curl up next to the fire for a little while and see what, what drives them, motivates them, inspires them. And, and these, these, I've learned about myself and I've learned about other people and I've learned how to talk and learned how to listen a lot because I was always that kid that wouldn't shut the fuck up. I but, mean, I mean, I still do that. Well, I started doing something similar, um, but then it kind of got derailed because my, my brother died. It's weird mm. how much your mm. life changes. Mm. Um, but I was doing a thing similar called the Y Intercept, where it was just like me asking a bunch of Y questions. And it's clever because it's the Y Intercept, which is like math, but I hate math, but I did like this thing that I was sure, doing. Sure, sure. Because puns. Danny's doing the math dance. She's I'm like, good at math. I'm not afraid to admit that. And when Lily had problems in algebra, there was a little shame because I thought somehow she would just pick up on it like I did. Mm. I'm a broken math yeah, person. Yeah, me too. Don't, I, I'm just... I don't know. 
I switched degree paths my, like, sophomore year. And so I had started out in, like, the art department doing art education and whatever. And then I realized, like, I, like, really like graphic design and marketing and technology and telling stories in cool new tech ways. So I probably need to figure out how to run a goddamn computer. Sure, sure, And so my degree is in technology management. But to be in the technology program at my school was like, you need three years of math and a, a blessing from... Pythagoras and like, um, <laughs> I took calculus three times in college. From Pythagoras. He died. Instead of doing a cross, he's uh-huh. like some kind of parallelogram or multi, yeah. Weird triangle. Yeah, something. Weird isosceles triangle. 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 Oh, it's a Pythagorean theorem. Oh, he was also in the There was an equation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A squared plus B squared equals C squared. Hey. My math teacher in high school made up this uh thing for the quadratic equation. I hadn't heard it in years, and then my sister just started, like, randomly... Because hum- we all had the same math teacher, and she just started randomly humming it while I was home. I was like, what the hell is that? And she's like, it's a quadratic equation. I'm like, why are you just humming it like a monster? <laughs> like, what is wrong math with you? Math monster. <laughs> like, my siblings are Quad so... Like, they, they, my brother won a, an award for, like, his a, a score on the state assessment in math, and, like, I don't know if they can retroactively take away my degree, but I nope. paid someone to take my math class for me my senior year. Like, it was an they online course, right and one of my roommates was an engineer, and he fucking loved doing math, oh, yeah. so I did his yeah, English, no. and he did my math. And if I see one of the other things, I can go back and tell my younger self, say, stop taking computer science degrees. Go get a fucking liberal arts education. Just go do plays and read things and write papers about books and be done with I it. I just hate how, like, okay, I just want... This is, it sounds so silly, but I could go to school forever. I think, like, oh, yeah. I love to learn more than I love. If I didn't have the responsibilities I had, I would, I would push through travel and education. That's all I would do. I well, lay, lay around and then an approach to. I would not tell my younger self a goddamn thing. I would mm-hmm. yeah. just hug. Mm-hmm. Me. See, I that's what I like. I've been oh, thinking about yeah. that. Things that I've I've experienced. Some of them really, really shitty. But the place I'm at now is fucking awesome. And I... Okay, so I'm turning 26. That's 10 years since I've been 16. And 16 was, like, the catalyst for me that it was for everyone. Like, I really started becoming Ashley Marie fucking Flowers Mm -hmm. when I turned 16. But it was hard and it was awful at times. But at the same time, like... I mean, I'm pretty cool, so you can't really. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy where I am now, but there's other things about my life that I wish I was further along in like you know the, the pursuing of, of stand up and da, 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 da. it's somebody it's just one person but you would never come value it yeah, in the same way yeah, now if you yeah. had done it right when you were yeah like, right. I mean what if you pursued it and then you fell out of love with it yeah mm-hmm. your life would be totally different and yeah, also I know that I couldn't nerd. like just, like because I have a degree that lets me make money now like I can go on adventures and do weird artsy things if I had if I had doubled down on weird artsy it would have been more difficult for me to have the kind of yeah. I mean, we're, we're pretty we're pretty comfortable now. now. I, I'm pretty into the computer thing. I landed a really sweet gig, and we're comfortable and very comfortable. And 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 being able to do, we bought a house, and you know, we the oh my kids. god, you guys are homeowners. Oh yeah, we're we homeowners. are. We don't want to, to talk. Touch we, my hand? The first thing we tell people, touch my hand. Oh, <laughs> my friend, my my best friend. Okay, Nobody wants to she, hear about it ever. She still lives. <laughs> In Kansas, so it's not as, like, crazy as it is out to me out here. But, like, she bought a house, and I'm like, I used to sell lipstick with you in high school. Like, you own a house and have two children, and, like, uh, you and your husband both have jobs where you are 
professionals with capital P's. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm wearing a leather jacket and wearing fake Ugg boots and recording a podcast on a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to you, by the way. No regrets. What about what about? But here's the thing: like, that's not that does that's not the truth for me. Like, that's not. That's not your truth. That's not what you want to do. I mean, that's you could have so, stayed. So you my, could very easily have stayed back in. Oh Kansas yeah, I could be could. running Eastern Kansas right now. Right, but. Okay, so my contract is up in May, and my lease is up in May, and I am 80% sure that I'm just going to spend, like, two months living out of my car and traveling the country. Like, 80% sure that that's what I'm going to do. Um, I'm a freelancer. I can work anywhere with a Wi-Fi connection, um, and I don't want to work in an office again. No. <laughs> it's weird because, okay, before I moved to L.A., like, I was, like, marketing communications, like, all of the things, and, like, had insurance and a 401k and like a a life but what is it when life insurance i had life insurance Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. and well and health insurance whatever dental i had great vision insurance i got like six pairs of glasses a year it was amazing and so like i was i was like i feel like one yeah i was like peaked like and then i moved to la and just became every like just a, a weirdest hodgepodge assortment of things and so on paper it's like my life is not put together but it's uh, very fun mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, i don't mm-hmm. understand why anyone's in a hurry like yes life is short but it's also pretty long while you're living it like right right um i i'm giving like i i'm giving myself till 35 to really care about families or significant that's others that's okay man that's okay so. i mean yeah i mean i i got married at 20 the first time and i was married for 20 years the first time and i don't have regrets about that cuz it brought me to where i am and all that but you know it's it's you know, I definitely got married too young, but, but, you know, it, it, it's different for everybody. Everybody reaches different stages of their life at, differ, at different ages, when and that's I was okay. Twenty, I was just getting off the streets from my little stint of being homeless, and I lived out of my car a for a program and got off the streets, you know, and, and went got a little school degree and three square meals a day at Job Corps. Uh, job course best. My my job brother almost did job course. Oh, well, it is what you make it, and the people that go into it are what the program is. So yeah. if you have a bunch of people that can't get their shit together, they're all going to be in the same place, and it's going to be dramatic. So if you are driven, you'll get through your program. You'll get a little piece of paper, trade school, whatever, and you'll move on. And there's some people that never move on. Um, Got my, like everywhere, yeah. got my little trade school thing and, yeah. and got a job and, and moved on. But when I was 20, I didn't think I would be married. I didn't think anybody would want me. Um, I had Lily right after high school, and I did not have my shit together enough for her to live with me, and I hated myself for that. Um, I didn't think I'd ever buy a house or I'd care about buying a house. And so my life is... The thing I was most scared of when I was 20 was being boring. But I'm not boring. Just I have the things I never thought I would ever want. But I have them and I like them. Yeah. As long as I don't become what I'm most afraid of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we 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 still go out clubbing and we still go and have adventures together my and kid still. I'm the coolest person. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. I mean, that. my 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 kid, who's now my daughter. Uh, <laughs> Uh, thinks that I'm the coolest dad and thinks that his mom is the coolest mom and, and, uh, likes his, both of his step parents as well. And, and, and so, you know, the, the, the older, sorry, her, the, I keep forgetting pronouns. We're working on pronouns. Working on pronouns. Um, but I, 
you know, the older I get, the more I realize that, you know, it's, it's all about, there's a lot of figuring things out, but then there's a lot of things you never figure out that you're still just kind of in the experience. And and, and that's kind of like... And that's okay. And what? that's kind of beautiful, actually, because that really is the level playing field right there. The fact that none of us has it figured yeah. out. Yeah. Because when I hang out with my friend who has a house and a kid, like, she's still crazy. Oh, yeah. Like, she's not any better. Like, she is not more adult than I am. You can't see the air finger, air quotes on the podcast, <laughs> but she's not more adult than I no. am. She's just um, the same person, but now she has offspring and right. a mortgage. Like, right, right. It's not nobody ever figured, and I think that helped me a lot. My parents were not great people, and like at my like looking at like where they were at my age, that kind of has was been has been helpful. I mean, it's not made it any more awesome, like mm-hmm. the things that they did, but it's like. Oh, you guys were still just dumb 20-somethings, too. Right. Yeah. Okay. You go yeah. back and look at pictures of people, and they're holding, uh, you know, shitty beer, and they're drunk on really crappy lawn chairs most of the, most yeah. of those pictures. Yeah. yeah. Because they didn't have their shit together. They had it, a, like, together a, lo- a little bit because they went to the bank, and somebody borrowed suit or whatever, and then somebody let them have a house. Yeah. Or, like, it got passed down to them, and they were like, guess this is mine now. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that they really had their shit yeah. together. My parents uh, that adopted me, I thought they had their shit together, and then the state took me away, and we had a, a big problem when I was uh, 14. So on paper, they had their shit together, but in reality, there was a lot of problems going on. Yeah, you know? yeah. and people just can't... I don't know, nobody ever... I don't know. All the people... Like, it's weird, like, when you start seeing cracks in the people who you thought were your hero. Like, mm-hmm. when that starts happening, is very... Like for me, that's been sad. Like that's it's been dif- like it's been difficult to start seeing the people that I adored and who I looked up to. Mm, yeah, looked up to. It's uh, like the hero, bur- the hero bubble. It's pops. like when you see like find out that Dumbledore was kind of an asshole. It's been that. Put the kids in danger all the time. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. like dropping the Instagram filter, and then it becomes uh, a picture someone else took of them, and they're actually not the most attractive person that you were jealous of. They're really just a human being with flaws. And I start liking people more when I realize that they're just a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instagram yeah. <laughs> Life is sad, but also amazing. That's not how I want to end this. <laughs> <laughs> so what's out now in any form of uh, media or anything that you would recommend to people. What have you dug recently? I'm on my third watch of Jessica Jones. Nice. All the way through? All the way through? Cool. It's great, isn't it? It's amazing. It's especially amazing when you have PTSD and you get to finally see PTSD represented in a way that's not weird or gross. That it's just, this is what she's dealing with. This is her life. Yeah. Um... So that is good. I like Jessica Jones. I feel like everyone by now has seen it, mm-hmm. uh, or should have seen it. Um, I don't know. I I'm in like an infinite loop of like this. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yep. So um, <laughs> uh, the the, doc, the Christmas special, Doctor Who Christmas special. Yeah, can't is, wait. Can't wait. Is, uh, next uh, Thursday. Next. Monday. Friday. Well, it's. I'm going. I'm not going to watch it. I'm going to go okay. to the theater. We saw that for uh, the opening for Star Wars and you know, the credits for Star Wars. Like, 
Hmm. See, some people got amazing trailers. I got like Zootopia and some other. Oh, that yeah. was in there. But yeah, we, we were got, like get to the next one. Yeah, we okay. got Zootopia. I we got, got. We didn't get the Star Trek trailer. We I didn't were get supposed the Star to Trek. Get, we were supposed yeah, to get the Star Trek trailer. Got Star Trek trailer. They got Sherlock trailer. They got Doctor Who trailer. It was funny to me because they didn't give a fuck about Sherlock and Doctor Hollywood. They were at Burbank. The oh yeah, Burbank, oh, AMC. Yeah, Burbank. That's where all of the, we're at Edward. We were at Edward. And then yeah. Super uh, Superman versus Batman. We don't give Marvel. a shit about that. Like, and I got like, I got, I did get Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Yeah, that we got that. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, we both did this. Yeah, we were. Oh my god, around. I was so squee squee filled I during the whole shushing him like we're in. Oh my god, I was like, I was like, I was like screaming and like a child. clapping and, and crying and. Well, my only okay, I I love going to the movies. Like, mm, I that's my church. Like, that's nice, what I do. Nice. I, like either Friday night after I get off work, or like Sunday morning, or sometimes twice a week, I just go to the movie theater and like sit in a dark room by myself. And just have a vanilla Coke. I sit in like the exact same spot. And that's why I went <laughs> to see Star Wars. I wasn't going, like, I wasn't going to go on the opening weekend, but then I like pulled up Fandango and like my favorite seat in the theater was open. Because I love glowing too. <laughs> She's got a favorite seat. Yeah. Well, it's like a, my favorite spot to sit. It's not like my favorite seat. It's like the, the place, my favorite place to sit right. in any theater was available. And I love the Americana. Uh, the the Pacific Theaters of the Americana like that is my that is where I go like cool. I will I will pay fifteen dollars to see a movie there because it just it's so sad like it just it's comfortable for me nice like nice. I'm never mad or angry or sad I'm I mean just, it's because of Star Wars we've been seeing all the pictures of people lining up in 1977 for Star Wars and all these old theaters in Denver the Cooper the Continental all the and those places that's where I saw those movies and okay. seeing these pictures nationwide and people you know and it's just like wow. I, um, my greatest movie experience was when I was in college, I had an internship at Funimation in Dallas. The Alamo Draft House, which is a huge mm-hmm. movie, like super indie, super adorable yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, movie chain, they showed all seven films and then the eighth Harry Potter movie at nice, midnight. Nice. But they started like the first one at four in the morning, and I. I was like, I am two hours away from four hours away. I don't know. It was, I'm a I'm a close this a, is happening. a justifiable distance from Austin. So like, I took a day off of my internship and just drove to Austin and like watched all eight Harry Potter movies. And they had like you're a champion. Yeah, well, and they had like meat. Like they served meals and stuff throughout the day. Like actual like that is a thing that the. Yeah. The, the draft house do. The draft like house, they, yeah. they have little guys that, like, you put a little piece of paper up and they, like, come get your paper and then sneak off back into the darkness. And they had bottomless butterbeer, bottomless coffee, and then they had, like, uh, pumpkin pasties throughout the day <sighs> and, like, uh, all kinds of Harry Potter themed food. And it was the best day because, like, no amateur is going to volunteer to watch eight Harry Potter movies in a row. So everybody in there was like, Nerd. Yeah, so you had like two theaters that were doing the all day showing, then the rest of the theaters did the eighth movie at midnight, and so like everybody like would get up between because they would do like stretch, stretch, and then like not feel their legs. It was it was the greatest movie theater experience ever. It's cool. It was just there was a place like that in Colorado that was like it was like rows of tables, Mm -hmm. like rows of counters, Mm -hmm. and you know in, in a tier tiered uh, configuration and you just order dinner and they had pasta and, and, and beer and we, I saw Austin Powers three times at that the first Austin Powers movie three <laughs> times it was so great I love movie theaters that treat themselves as a nightlife option yeah, as yeah, opposed yeah, yeah, to yeah. like just, a movie theater yeah, yeah, yeah. like a uh, 
because that, I mean that's what it is. Like it yeah. is, I can go to a bar and order like a fifteen dollar drink, or I can go to the movie theater and spend fifty dollars on a ticket and five dollars on vanilla coke, right, and right. have like the, the even better experience, and yeah. I don't have to talk to anybody. <laughs> there you go. <sighs> wait, wait, you're yourself. on a podcast and you have your own podcast, but you don't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> How many of the people do I have to speak to? Like there are three people in this room. It's minimal. And when my when I do my podcast, there's me and, and one other person. Yeah. Uh, so it's. Still- have you put your episodes out yet, or have you actually done a release, or you just yes. put some in the can? Yes, okay. it's it's actually available. Uh, restinggeekface.podbean.com, restinggeekface.tumblr.com, Instagram slash restinggeekface, Tumblr dot or restinggeekface.tumblr. Why did I just said that one? We're on all the things. Um, Are you guys like on iTunes and Stitcher iTunes. and all that stuff? We're on stuff. iTunes, okay. not on Stitcher. I don't. We're not on Stitcher. We're on iTunes. Stitcher's easy. We just did. I just put us up up on Stitcher, and you just go and you fill out a thing, and you basically they just take everything from your iTunes and put it up on Stitcher. I like had a panic attack when I was like filling out the metadata. Like I was like, "What is this?" Yeah, yeah. Well, if you need and help with any of that, like, let me know. Did but. it all for me, and I was like, "Oh, okay." Everything's yeah, fine yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's fine now. We did Stitcher. We just did the. Um, we just did the. Um, the, uh, uh, what you call it, um, mm-hmm. sponsorship through audible.com. I just signed up a, for the partnership program for Amazon, so we're going to have an Amazon thing as well. So oh, that's we're doing a little, I mean, I'm not expecting to make any money off of it whatsoever, but at least, you know, it's there. That's exciting. So, and, but now we're on Stitcher and you can listen on our, on our, uh, you can listen on our RSS feed and you can also listen to our, um, we're on, uh, SoundCloud is where our, our podcast is hosted and stuff. So, well, um, like my podcast, like the thing that I'm really like most striving for is to also provide like actual like cultural information about mm-hmm. whatever we're doing, sure. and it's it it's difficult because I have like eight jobs, mm-hmm. and I know I'm just making excuses, but like th- that's what it, what I find most interesting about most storytelling, anyway, is like what was going on in the world when this was right. happening. Right. Um, when I before I moved to California, I was about to go back to school to get a degree, another degree in anthropology, and so it's something that's very interesting to me, and I'm very passionate about. And so just being able to merge the two of them together cool. is. That's what I like about podcasting is everybody's really able to make it unique, and the environment, the 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 community is very supportive. I highly recommend going to Podfest next year if you yes. get it, if you get a chance. I think that was, you, yeah, yeah. that was one of the greatest experiences of my life, and especially having anything having to do with the podcast because we were able, I was getting to be able to get some of my podcasting heroes on the podcast, mm-hmm. take pictures with people, and see live podcasts, and and it was so great. And I I just I. I'm wearing my I'm wearing my Podfest Podfest hoodie right now. So, um, but yeah, I highly recommend that. Also, your shirt is amazing. Oh, thank you, my Time Lord shirt. Yes, yeah. I took put, put a picture on on uh, Instagram. It's like going to see Star Wars. Am I doing it right? <laughs> Fine, it's very good. Thank you. Um, so where, other than the podcast, where can people find you or you just want to have contact through the podcast um, itself? Podcast is great. I have an Etsy store called the Spitfire Pizza Palace where mm-hmm. I sell um, prints, uh, uh, which is quotes from different geek-related shows. Um, and they're all, like, I'm, I, I design for myself, and then if somebody else likes it, that's fine, too. Cool. Um, and so everything that I design kind of, I, I work to have, like, a specific callback to whatever it is like all my doctor who stuff is on like a nice wood paneling yeah. um i like, saw i have the card that you gave me and i put that up in my with my shelf and all my stuff it's um 
like I just the little details are important to me, and people seem to like it. Yeah, Christmas like Christmas and Etsy is terrifying. It's like being the tiny little drop in the water of a shark right. like, pool. Right. But I really like it, and like. There's a lot of really fun, geeky craft fairs and stuff that happen in Los Angeles, and the people I meet at those are amazing. And there's so much cool stuff that people mm-hmm. make that, mm-hmm. like, oh, this is insanely adorable. And, like, being able to, like, support someone else's art, like, right there on the mm-hmm. spot is really, I don't know, satisfying to me. It's like what I was mentioning with the Hot Topic stuff. Like, I'm not going to buy a $17 right. Marabo from right. Hot Topic right. when I can buy one from my friend. Like, that's mm-hmm. dumb. Mm-hmm. Um so there's. Not- I found I'll even be willing to spend more on something from an individual than than from a, a corporation. I won't even think about it as much right, either. Right, right, like right. I will really battle myself in like a store if I want to buy something, but if I see it somewhere else, I'm like, no, oh, that's fine. Just yeah, take, uh, take my yeah, money. Exactly, exactly. Um, so SpitfirePizzaPalace.com, um, and then she's a Spitfire on all the other things. My cool. Spitfire is my cool. This is my thing. Thing. I went to an aviation and technology school, and I was one of like five girls and so i got to have a cool plane nickname nice nice spitfire is cool. the like reconnaissance it. aircraft of yeah. the raf those are the ones with the, the the shark faces on the front aren't they i mean the plane can be decorated yeah yeah so. but yeah there's that's my stuff that's my stuff what what are you just, yeah, kidding. just kissing Marriage. my face kissing my face married great well thank you so much this has been a delight you're you. awesome to talk to so and i hope we can Hang out, do Are other you podcast stuff. The, you said you met Virginia through the complex karaoke, right? I will be there tomorrow night. I will at be Vir- at Ground Control. Are you coming? Yeah, no. Yay! For uh, cool. I'm going to come after. I will go. I'm coming to sing yeah. some. Uh, uh, I'm going to come sing some Christmas music. Tomorrow night's the Nightmare Before Christmas theme. Yes, karaoke, yes. The, so yeah, the last last karaoke before Christmas. Pretty excited. Yeah, maybe I will go with you. Tomorrow. Yeah, I think you should. You should. You should go. All right. so, I'm, I'm, I've already started. I'm, I'm a cheerleader. I don't. I don't get. On she doesn't stage. sing. <laughs> So, but there's a lot of old friends no, that are going to show up. This is like a big night, and there's a lot of people going to going to go. I've so. I've only gone a couple of times, but I do like to go because it's nice to sit next to Virginia, who She's, is the most important person. She in absolutely room. delighted me singing Kate Bush, and I could go on on about that forever. So um, I, I told her my Kate Bush story on the podcast. So, uh, so I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. I, I need to switch to like tea soon, yeah. so that I can just. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta make some decisions. <laughs> but I'm really excited. Yeah. I'm really excited. Cool. Um, well, thanks for being on. This has been wonderful. Thank you. Really thank appreciate you for it. Me. Uh, I'm at St. Michael on Twitter. That's S A Y N T M Y K L. I'm underscore St. Michael on Instagram. You can find us online at something2xp.net. And we are now on Stitcher as well as iTunes, stitcher.com slash podcast slash something2xp. Please subscribe and review us on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook, Google Plus. Heart us on, on Stitcher. Uh, check out our blog. Listen to past episodes on something2xp.net email us at something2xp at gmail.com and remember please be kind you've just listened to the something something experience podcast with your hosts michael john simpson and kitty brown something 2 xp was conceived and produced by michael john simpson intro music ways to change faces and outro music scorpio 37 was written, produced, and provided by the talented Sebastian Ciceri. Please visit our website at something2xp.net. You can find us online everywhere as Something2XP. Please subscribe and review us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Please follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook and Google+. 
please help support our podcast and get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash something2xp. Email us at something2xp at gmail.com. We invite your feedback. Please be kind. <laughs>